That was much better than I expected. Actually, it was. Yeah, it was we, we harmonized. <laughs> was, that's good going. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Handball Hour in the Morning. Uh, this is when we are at our very, very worst. I don't know about you guys, but I'm feeling yeah. razor sharp this morning. <laughs> Ryan, actually, you're full of, full of ideas today. So, yeah, to, uh, to be fair, work. our earliest Whoa. ever podcast was 7.30 a.m. Yeah. And we got cut off on that. Uh, so, it's uh, you know, we've done worse. Yeah, as you may be able to see... Uh, good morning to everyone watching. We are on the court. We are on, the, on court. the court. Uh, here in the Arena Stoschitze in Ljubljana for the media call uh, the day before the final games of the Women's EHF Euro 2022. And, Chris, uh, what is a media call? What is a media call? That's a good question. It's where teams come and talk to the media. Every team has a 30-minute slot. Yeah. And they're going to... So we're literally on centre court here. And they're going to walk around in the square, and we're just sitting right in front of that, and we're going to grab some guests, chat yeah. to them, maybe also have, not maybe, actually definitely have our yearly, our tournament. Championship. Championship Champ awards. awards. Yeah. Do people know our awards? So anyone in the chat, uh, if you've ever listened to the Uninformed Handball Hour podcast, you will probably know our world-famous alternative awards. Shall we go through them quickly? We shall. And get out to Christopher Selwood watching from yeah, Australia, uh, from Adelaide, I believe. And uh, who doesn't have awards? And Brazil as well. Happy days. Hey, okay, bom dia, nice. Bom dia. Bom dia. Uh, we have a number of awards, which I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to introduce the names of each one, and then you're going to take turns hey, I'll, in explaining. I'll, I'll explain. Yeah? Are you going to do all of them? All right. Alex. Brian will also be here. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the, uh, the Swiss Army Knife Award. So the Swiss Army Knife is a favorite of ours, and this comes down to a player who is just good at a lot of things. So they don't have to be quite the best player. It's not necessarily the MVP, but it's the player that is very good at lots of skills, has to be in attack and defense. That's one of the prerequisites. And, uh, you know, previous winners include, on the men's side, Christian O'Sullivan and uh, Kantal Maia. Do we remember the last Euros uh, Swiss Army knife? Uh, I'd love to. I'd love to know, but, uh, Clements is uh, gesturing at me right now. The whole thing. I, we can do that, sure. Yeah, we can go, do go ahead, go ahead. But we've got, uh, <laughs> yeah, we've got Christopher Selwood watching from the gym in the evening. Look at this. A reason, reasonable time, 8 p.m. Yeah. That, is, uh, that is so reasonable uh, that uh, we're happy to have you and we appreciate you joining all of those times in the middle of the night. It's a butter so, knife. Swiss Army knife, though. Swiss I, I want to say one thing about that. I feel, for me personally, if you're too good at one of those things at either end of the court, I think it kind of disqualifies you from being... A Swiss Army knife, in my opinion. Okay. That's how I interpret it. Because if you're an MVP attacking player, I feel like that. not really. We want someone who's almost like very good at a lot of different things, but not really the best at any of those. That's what a Swiss Army knife is. It is, It's yeah. not the best knife in your drawer, but taking on a trip with you, it'll do a lot of different jobs for you. 
Yeah, and it's important for a trip like yeah. a tournament. Mm. Uh, absolutely important. So do uh, the Swiss Army Knife is going to be the first award we're going to give out. And uh, do write into the chat if you have an idea of who uh, one of the Swiss Army Knights of this tournament uh, might be. As Christopher Selwood says, jack of all trades, master of none. Ah, yes. And, you know, it's, it's, there's a lot of good players in this tournament, so it's very difficult to find uh, players who aren't master of one. Uh, but uh, we're, we're going to try to do it. So have a think. Uh, we're going to give our nominations. Are we going to give our nominations straight away? No, no. no oh, no, go, go, we're going to go through all soon. of the awards. Yeah, we're going to go. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Jesus. Next award. Uh, butter knife. Butter knife quicker, is quicker explanation. quite the opposite of a Swiss Army knife. It is a player who is amazing at one skill. They might not be the best player all round, but one skill they're just amazing at. Just like a butter knife spreading butter. The, and this is a content warning right now, uh, the Adrian Shiposh Award for Excellency in Shithousery. <laughs> Now this is, I can't give a short introduction for this I mean, one, can uh, I? I kind of suggest, I mean, if, so, if you either know who Adrian Shiposh is or not, good at jumping, jumping players. Pretty much, yeah. It's, it's, it's a player who uh, likes to bend the rules to the maximum extent. And the key thing about the Adrian Shiposh Award for Excellence in Brutality ah. is that you don't have to be the it's not the player who gets the most red cards because then you're not uh you're not successful at shit housing okay you're not uh, getting away with it you're not getting away you have yeah. to be really brutal you have to maybe cheat the rules a little bit but get away with it in the end yeah. and that is the you know the essence of that award for me it's also there's a bit of theater involved with it as well someone who would play up to the crowd a bit be at the referees pulling jerseys doing this kind of stuff yeah not dangerous tackles. Exactly. You, no, yeah. we don't want to reward any elbows in the face. That's not what the award is about. It's an elbow in the rib that no one sees. Exactly. That's what we want to yeah. reward. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I think we're going to get a guest on very shortly. So three more awards. Three more awards. To go through. Very quickly. Uh, next one up is the Random Rocket. Random Rocket says what it is on a tin. Just an absolute cannon at random times during the game. It might not be the best player, but when they need to shoot, they'll shoot. That's true. The breakout player. Breakout player, again, very simple one. A star that uh, has shown in this tournament that maybe some of us were not expecting. There you go. And the super sub. Super sub, again. As, as it says, a, a player who might not be on the starting lineup, but has shown up in uh, many moments throughout the tournament. Lovely. Okay. Uh, I think uh, it's about time to get Etana on, yes. So, we, yes, uh, we have Montenegro here at the moment. They're the yeah. first team up at this yeah, media so call. Yeah, so there is a breakdown in this media call. So we're going to be on for the next two hours. Uh, first half an hour is going to be Montenegro. Then the second half an hour is going to be France. Third half an hour, Denmark, and finally Norway to finish. So join us for all of those. Make sure to just send in some questions for the players as yeah. well as they come in. We're going to try to grab as many as we can. Yeah, so we have a screen here in front of us. So any questions you ask, the player will see also. So yeah. we can uh, pose those questions or you can pose them directly to the player if the player sees them and reads them out. So yeah. wonderful, wonderful interaction here possible. Oh, yeah, so big time. It's, it's a great opportunity for you to ask the questions you almost want to ask. And it looks like we've uh, Atana about to join us. Atana Gerbich. Oh, just uh, she puts away her chewing gum. Just getting rid of the chewing gum before she joins us, Itana. <laughs> <laughs> Behind the scenes, there, Itana, welcome. Thank you. Hello, guys. Hello. Long time no see. Long time no see. <laughs> <laughs> but you've seen you've seen too much of Brian here, right? Yeah, it's, I've been too very much? annoying. Or it's okay. 
It's okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, Brian, you take it away then. Um, <laughs> oh, Brian. So, I think it's fair to say that everyone's been very surprised by Montenegro's performance at this. Coming into the event, if you're really honest with us now, what were your expectations coming into it versus where you are now fighting for a bronze medal? Well, at the beginning, we were like, okay, we play our group uh, in Podgorica and we saw a chance to maybe get all the points because we knew that our fans will make amazing atmosphere and they were really by far our eight players all the time. Even yesterday you saw it. Uh, and um, I just think after yesterday's game uh, that we must realize that Denmark uh, deserved that win mm. more than us. They were better, uh, but I'm proud because we fight really till the end. They couldn't be relaxed for even one minute in the game, I think, yep. because we were always there. Even on the halftime and everybody was thinking, OK, now Denmark will kill them. They have four goals. We can come back. So I can be proud on, on that, of course. And yes, uh, tomorrow is a friends. We know them very well. Mm. We played them uh, this tournament already once. Uh, and I just think that it's a plus because I, I think we will be enough smart to don't repeat the same mistakes we did in Skopje. What were the mistakes you made in Skopje against France? If I may ask. Or 22 that... technical mistakes. Oh, yeah. Mm where we give them really really just a ball like that and I think they run uh, 13 like contract clear shot for six meters mm -hmm. so it was also for our goalkeepers really hard so I hope that we will be smarter in that part to play like in attack with more patience and to fight in defense like we do always <laughs> for uh, after the game yesterday because you know you have the bronze medal coming up. Of course, losing a semi-final can't be easy in any circumstance. But how much time did you allow yourselves to actually be disappointed or, or look back and say, OK, maybe we didn't do this? And how much of the focus was moving on to France? We need to refocus, we need to recover. Uh, I don't know for the other girls, but for me, it's like, of course, when you play, you always want to win. But as you know, to accept victory, you must also accept when you lose. Uh, and I think who recover better today and who forgot the semi-final before, it will be easier tomorrow for that team. I really hope that my team can do it. Uh, we didn't have time this morning to speak a lot because you put this at 10.30. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're hey, we're yeah. just we, as, uh, we disappointed. <laughs> but <laughs> we will have some meetings today, so I will see with the girls. I don't think that it was... Fair enough if last night somebody just wanted to be sad. And, but from today we must leave it that behind us and just continue to, to prepare and to try to do our best in the last game. And for you personally, you, you, know, you started your career as a left winger and now you're uh, living that dream of a player, you know, okay, I'm not getting the ball on the left wing, <laughs> I'm going into the centre. And then yesterday against France, you scored against six Denmark. goals. Uh, sorry, against uh, Denmark, you scored Maybe six goals Maybe I can do it against France. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Thank you. <laughs> Which is amazing. So how, uh, you know, how has it been for you to be, you know, kind of needed in the team as a kind of crucial backcourt player and kind of growing into your role? throughout the tournament yes uh, but that was my wish like uh, after playing six years on the left wing really on a high level in amazing teams I was just like it's too boring for me to be in this corner 
I'm sorry for all left wingers, but I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> if I can, if I can have the ball most of the time in my hands, why I should be uh, in the corner? <laughs> so I decided, and then if I decide, I said to myself, okay, now you need to show that you are right, and that you have that possibilities to become a middle back. So I'm just trying uh, whenever Boy Boyana give me a chance to just use it and to don't disappoint her trust. Oh, in the meantime, we've been joined by another special guest over to our left-hand side, <laughs> Milena Rajcevic. How are you doing? Hi, guys. How's, how's, uh, how's the neck? How are you feeling? You can see how I look in you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't believe we it's decided It's a little bit to hard to do. <laughs> <laughs> we, we put Milena on Make your chair better. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, that's, that's one thing that we were really, like, as astonished and impressed by yesterday the fact that you were even to play even able to play after what happened a few days ago uh, yeah. was there any doubt in your mind or was it just no matter what I need to be able, able to go on the court it was a hard decision uh, to play yesterday because uh, I had a really big pain and we saw a situation how this happened when I saw in ho hospital what's happened I was like thanks God that you can walk yeah. but I think I'm a little bit crazy in my head because when we wake up, girls start to come to ask, how are we? I just was, stop, don't ask today. Because night before that, we spoke about some story that on day when a same final or big game, nobody asks, how are you? You are just perfect and you are happy to play that. And exactly on the game, when I come and start with warming up, I told Boena, I'm ready for everything. And it was this moment that I decided I will play because this is my country. For my country, I, I play with heart and with everything. Not just me, it's all girls. We show all of this championship, how we love our country and with which love we play for that. And were you given a diagnosis about your neck or is it more like you don't want to know and just play and see what happens? Are you told what's, what the injury actually is? or No, I... Yeah, I have pain and I can't yeah. move. I, I uh, take a pill for pain and try everything just to, to, to be on the court to help for a girl. We saw on the court that I still was like this, but mm. I try to give everything and and I'm really proud of of me and all team that we we play uh, like a team all of this champ championship and also yesterday. At that moment, not was enough for win, but even I'm proud of all of girls. How, how special was it for you and the rest of the girls to see Milena actually be able to play? Because you know, the squad depth is maybe one of the, the weaknesses of the team overall. There's a lot of reliance on eight, nine players, but seeing her come on, that must have given you a lot of hope at the beginning. Yes, but uh, we knew Milena, so we knew that she would <laughs> <laughs> that, that she would see her on the yeah. court because, uh, as she said, like, when we play for our country, sometimes we just don't think with our head, we just go with our heart. Yeah. What is not smart, of course, but it is what it is. I think that's why uh, this what you what is like logo for EHF play with the heart. Uh, it's what Montenegro do all the championship, playing with the heart. And uh, Milena just proved it, proved it yesterday, uh, and we knew that she she just wanted the best for us and for the team. Uh, she's one of our leaders and the most experienced players. So seeing her just uh, with 
with this injury because it was it's it was really like huge and the doctor said like that maybe it's not smart for her to play because when he saw the situation he said like you had the biggest crush with your car and it's like you really must rest but we knew it that she will come out and that she will try to help and she did it uh, it was not enough not just from her side it was not enough but as I said Denmark deserved to win yesterday but we uh, as Milena as all of us we just did till the end to fight and to give our best so today that we cannot say okay we maybe should do it more yesterday and we should do better this no we just give everything they really needed to fight as a hell to win us uh, and yes let's do and talk to me about the for people who aren't from Montenegro. What it's like being I can ask both of you this. What's it like being, uh, or what's the media like being at home and the messages that people have sent to you and reached out to you? What's it been like for for both of you? It's, it's a lot. <laughs> yes, it's just like uh, yesterday when we uh, I really didn't want to cry because I was proud of how we did. It was hard, but. Uh, I just wanted to stay like, okay, uh, we lose, but we have one more game. But when I saw all, all, all of them just continue to cheering and to believe in us and all the messages I think that Milena also got, it's just like, you are our pride. No matter what you did, you make the country to live together these 20 days. Uh, and what you did, nobody did before this. I think, in, of course, uh, 2012, the girls did it. So... Uh, ten years later, again we did it, and I I just think they are amazing. I think they are the best fans in the world, and they were, as I said, all the championship our eight players, and uh, without them, I think that we couldn't reach the semi-final, to be honest. Yeah, Itana is right. Uh, 2012 also was amazing, but I think this time was uh, fans more support us because there is in our country a uh, little strange situation about this and people wake up uh, about uh, to show how much low country and really this is amazing because after game uh, all of our fans and supporters send message girls you are for us gold whatever you do to the end you are for us gold and for us this is really uh, special because uh, after this 2012, uh, girls born like uh, like fighter in Montenegro, <laughs> and like uh, boss in the house. We can tell like that, <laughs> and and we change a lot in our country uh, to show that uh, women can do yeah. something, and really we have big big support for all of fans from our country. Not just from our country in Skopje, we have also from Macedonian people. Here I feel that we have from Slovenian people and this is really big for us because I think we deserve this because we show on the court that uh, just fight and power and love is everything what we give on the court. You mentioned the boss in the house there. I want to ask you about your boss in the in the team, uh, Bojana Popovic, a player who you've played with as well. So you've experienced her as a teammate uh, and, and now as a coach. Uh, she seems to be uh, also quite relaxed at this championship in comparison to maybe times in the past. Uh, how do you experience her as a coach and, and do you feel like she's really uh, grown into the position now? Uh, who me? I am Johan and Marina, the only player who who 
played with Bojana and we know Bojana like a player and now I know Bojana uh, like, like a coach and uh, it's really hard to be coach uh, not just in this team in every team but Montenegrin girls is like we said a little bit crazy we can you can see this on the court in some moment uh, on our face like this crazy face uh, and it's hard for her but but she's really amazing she was amazing like a player for me the best uh, player on the world because this what she gave for the for the team in this moment uh, was amazing and she tried to help everyone and I like a player learn really a lot from Bojana and now like a player and she like a coach we really uh, have good cooperation and it's easy for us not just for me also for Itana it's not a lot of players that can understand these small things from her because Normally she speaks really fast and <laughs> and it's not easy to understand her. You run there and run to a pivot there and, and just we look each other and somebody understands and I, I understand, I'll explain or Itana. Okay, I know what we can to do. And and uh, with this we are really, really easy to understand uh, her and really proud to have her like a coach. Also Maya help a lot because these two girls together is something special. Uh, who is not in the team don't see this but we who are in the team we can see that they work really like one Sometimes I'm just waiting for her to tell us, okay, give me shoes, I go to play. I think that it's the hardest to be her in, uh, to be her playmaker for yeah. Milan and me because sometimes to follow her ideas, as Milena said, for me, she was the best player in the world. And right now, still, I said to her, I cannot find a player who can... I, I can compare with you because what you what she was playing that time was something special and amazing. And then when she give me some idea or when she have some idea for attack, and she's like, but how you cannot understand that or how you cannot see it on the court? And then I, like, Buena, if everybody have your handball brain, you will be all the time champion. So you must. <laughs> Have a little bit understanding for us. In, in training, does she does she jump in as well sometimes just to show you what she means? He's yeah. like, no, 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 no. Uh, give me the ball. <laughs> yes. I'll do it. Yes, yeah. a lot yeah. of times. Yeah. <laughs> Why can't you shoot from this yes. side? <laughs> or this or this. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, sometimes she shows. I'm shooting. We look in her. You still have that. Oh yes, yes. Still, I have this nice hand because she shoot some amazing shoot. What we also girl learn from her. And we can see a lot of girls now from the team can shoot this shoot. And you don't have a lot of players from another teams that can have some special shoot. The most from back position. There's a question in the comments here from Cosmorion. What time do you go to sleep at? Or how do you manage to manage your sleep in such stressful moments? So for example, big, do I big, look like I slept? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe that was for us. <laughs> but after big wins and big losses in tournaments like this, and you have a lot of adrenaline, is sleep management a bit tricky sometimes when you're up and you're rewatching the goals you scored and all the good moments and uh, I'd imagine so a bit. Huh? I think it's the most important part for recovering mm. to sleep, but also the hardest, especially when you play late, mm. uh, like 8:30. We were lucky that we just play against France 8:30, and most of the games at six, so we had some time to put down our adrenaline to try to recover and to go in some normal time to sleep. But last night, for me, I don't know, for me, but I get, can guess, 
it was hard to go yeah. to sleep on the time. So tonight uh, I should try yeah. to do it better than the last Who's one. your roommate? Gina. Oh. <laughs> no, no comment. <laughs> uh, okay, well, actually, it's uh, it's pretty much done for you in the media call. So I yes. think you you get to uh, you know, hopefully relax a little bit. Yes. Uh, sp- spend some time preparing for tomorrow. Thank you so much Thank for you. talking Thank to us. Guys. And uh, I hope the I hope you feel like a little bit better again tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. I hope. Yeah. <laughs> I hope so are, are you playing tomorrow? Uh, I Wait for I go to my there, physio, don't let them. me to play tomorrow, please, because I'm crazy. <laughs> but I think at this moment my health is most important. Mm. Yeah. I speak this for two days, but in the morning I forget all of that. Yeah. <laughs> because of that now I tell them, please don't let me. And they was Mike, but you don't listen to us. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, just tell me. <laughs> Really, okay. Etana, thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you, and good luck. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so I think it's uh, it's a good time to to go on to our first award. Go of straight the into the awards. Yes. Yeah, we have a bit of time as uh, the the French team is getting ready for the media call. Yeah. Uh, they're <laughs> they're sitting uh, in the background here, and uh, they'll be coming on to the court very soon. But we have about ten minutes, I would say, to yeah. get our awards done, and we'll start with the Swiss Army knife, right? Yes. Start with the Swiss Army knife. We've got our uh, actually the nominations are going to be up in a graphic, so maybe oh, we don't have to look at our phones that's, that's here. Here we go. In comments. Look at this. Ah, yes. Swiss Army knife. And if you've just joined us, uh, super quick. A description of Swiss Army Knife again, Alex. Swiss Army Knife, a player that can do many things very well, uh, but maybe not a master of one. Okay. All right. And what we normally do is we normally, these are our nominations, and we normally, as a group, then decide which one. And you in the comments can also tell us which one you would prefer out of these three. So maybe I'll start. I think I would for Xenia Smits, because I thought Xenia Smits is, an, is a very, very good defender and a very, very good attacker. Mm-hmm. And a Germany team without Zena Smits all of a sudden loses a lot. So she, the, the, the added value she gives to Germany at both ends of the court, is she an MVP at either one? Probably not. But mm-hmm. I think she's very, very good at, at both of those, in both positions at both ends. Mm-hmm. So that, that was my thinking going into this. I really like that, actually. Um, Zinia Smits as a, as a nomination because I think Chris's <laughs> nomination here, Yamina Roberts, is just a bit too good to be a Swiss Army knife. No. Oh, what? Okay, yeah. let me just throw a few. <laughs> let me throw a few stats at you here. Okay, Yamina Roberts, 35 assists, 33 goals, the second highest goals and assists combined behind Nora Merck. But if you take away Nora Merck's penalties, who's top? Yamina Roberts, and then. The defensive output, she's the number five ranked player in the whole championship in defensive output. Chris, you're missing the point though. Two blocks and seven yeah, steals. Yeah, she, yeah. she, so is, she is amazing she is at everything. Yeah. She's almost MVP level. Almost. Yeah, yeah, almost MVP level. She's not going to get MVP because she finished fifth. Um, and the Swiss Army knife can be very, very good at everything as well. I think we're, we're discrediting it a little bit. Do we remember... The early days, oh no, we gave it to Christian O'Sullivan But once. it's, it's, it's right. never the best player on the team. And Yamina Roberts mm. is undoubtedly the best player on the team. 
and one of the best players stats wise in the whole tournament yes. yeah. that we've looked at before and, and so, so she would be an MVP nomination but not quite a Swiss Army knife alright tell us about Jovanka Radicevic so for me I, I like to go a, a slightly different with the Swiss Army knife because usually it's the playmakers that are the Swiss Army knives because they kind of have to do the most but I like to try throw in a winger or a player who despite their position does a lot more and for me in this tournament Jovanka Radicevic has just done everything mm. she has led the fast break she's led the fans she's she lost her voice she actually I don't know how we didn't get her on this uh, show because she couldn't speak <laughs> so um she also played number two in defence, mm. which is something that she doesn't necessarily do too much uh, at club level or throughout her career. She had to step up there. She also uh, played the number one on the five-one defence for Montenegro, and for me, she's like it's also a player who can impact so much from a position like right wing to an extent where. Emma Fries had to stand beside her and that opened up the gap. So that's, you know, she's more than just a winger. She's also, she has gravity around her. So, um, see, that, see, they're really nice descriptions, but for me, that's almost a little bit too much as well for a Swiss Army knife. If there's a household item to describe Jovanka Radicevic, it wouldn't be a Swiss Army knife, I don't think. It'd be also, something much better. Mm. Also, you also just said it can't be the best player in the team and she's the best player she's in her the team. Best player in team. Yeah. So, so by default, Brian, Brian Campion wins. <laughs> no, but I actually, I just when you when you brought that up, Xenia Smith is a, is a really good choice. Yeah. It kind of that convinced me straight away. Usually, it, you know, we have a big argument about <laughs> what's it. That, what's the chat saying? I can't see. It's too yeah, small. Uh, me, Tiv or Thw agrees with me, and then we have one vote here from Kazza for Yamina, and he's also for going for Yovanka. Kazmarin gone for Yovanka. So it's actually one one vote each for the three of us. But I think. The yeah, I think Xenia Smith does encapsulate the award because she doesn't even start, mm. but is such an important player. Yeah. And I think that's kind of and for Germany there'd be so much worse without her across yeah. Yeah. so many different levels. Uh, that yeah, I, I like that uh, as a winner for yeah. okay. our 2022 EHF Euro Swiss Army Knife. Perfect. Zinia okay. Smith, congratulations. Thank you very congratulations, much. Congratulations, Zinia Smith. And I don't know why we're congratulating can we, can we Brian here. Brian's a proxy here. Okay, the second award we're going to give today butter is, knife. is the Butter Knife. Butter a knife. very quick recap of what it is. Yes, so the butter knife is kind of the opposite of the Swiss Army knife. It's a player that has a very specific role in the team, and they're really, really good at that, but may not be the best player all round. Yes. And um, we're going to have to take a little break for it because we're joined <laughs> by Pauletta Foppa. Hello, how are you doing? Would you want to swap seats? I think it's better so you can you have here. the handheld mic. It's okay. Yes. Okay. And okay. bring that nice and close to you. Yes. Okay. Maybe, maybe swap seats for for the camera because we yeah. can't oh, yeah. see. That's okay. We don't need. We, do, we don't need. To, it's more important to see you in the picture than Brian. Yes. That's okay. Now, oh. I like your uh, your tracksuit. The, uh, oh, the France tracksuits are they're nicest. They're the nicest the I've seen. French team have the most style. <laughs> you don't. You don't like. You're not a fan. Oh, always the same dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, first of all, of course, an early start like this after a semi-final can't yeah. be easy. Uh, how are you feeling now that the few hours have passed after uh, the semi-final loss? I'm sad, really, but uh, it's okay. Now it's important to to take the, the victory to finish good. 
Yeah. And for me, it's the most important now. And maybe bring the mic yeah, up a little closer. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> That's good. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, yeah, but uh, talk to me a little bit about the game yesterday. I think it was, in the end, a result that nobody really expected the final result. It kind of caught everyone by surprise. Something that can happen in a game like this, but uh, obviously a close game is what everyone anticipated and what we had for a lot of the game as well. Yeah, uh, the first half time is, for me is good. Uh, you miss a lot of goal and for this team is how to, to win. And after in second half time, you don't score in attack and you take every goal in defense. Uh, and for this competition, you didn't take 28 goals for this moment. And for the French team like to defense hard and to make the easy goal for the fast break. And now it's hard because you take the goal and after you don't score after after the the good defense and uh, yeah the the goalkeeper in uh, Norway play good also yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a hard game really definitely and uh, one thing that you know France have looked so good in the tournament so far and it's almost been you know, we're saying that it's almost too easy yeah uh, is that something that maybe you felt that you weren't quite fully tested as the tournament went on and came into this big game Yes, <laughs> it's not easy, but uh, <laughs> but uh, I want to to do everything in hundred percent all the time. Yes, it's I'm like this. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was said at halftime yesterday? Because obviously the first, you said the first half went really well. Yeah. And then in the second half, that's when things kind of maybe fell apart a bit. What was the discussion at halftime that you needed to improve on, or what you wanted to implement, or try try in the second half that maybe didn't work out? Um, in the second half tag, for me, Restat scored very. She go really quickly in the nine meters, mm -hmm. and. Uh, you must to close for after that and after you must to go out but mm. uh, you turn your head and you see her restart but it's too late yeah and she do this maybe five times and mm. it's hard to to close or to touch and uh, yes after that I'll make everything yeah and she go in the nine meters i don't know if for the energy is not here yeah but uh because I, I was I was up basically in the roof yesterday shooting video yeah. down and I was and when you see from that kind of angle up above I was like looking at this Norway attack and I was like this must be a nightmare to defend because their movement off the ball mm. is just you're kind of almost looking yes. in every direction. Yes, and the ball go very quickly. Yeah, and for fun, I think in after fun, after this competition you are tired mm. and after the run every time <laughs> and it's hard to touch and to run after back. Yeah. But for you, uh, still, defence was, in the, particularly in the first half, a really good defensive performance and uh, something we were really impressed with for the whole championship, but also particularly yesterday, was your stealing ability. Yeah. And there was one beautiful one in particular where and doing it against Stina Oftedal <laughs> must feel you. pretty sweet where you just, just <laughs> nip it out of her hands but it, it, it before she got it. was amazing because it's not that she bounced it because that's a classic steal. Yeah. She just had it in her hands and you're like, ah, I'll take right. that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the ball, Doka. I run. <laughs> <laughs> but 
a, a, that is, that's an incredible aspect of your game, which I think Thank everyone you. is very impressed with. Uh, can you give us some insight into to how you're thinking of it as well, what you're looking out for, and, um, and just why you're so good with it? I see in the video when Nora Moore go one and two, she likes to make the quick and short pass, but the pass is very long, and I like to steal the ball. Okay. <laughs> I want to give the ball and Beatrice Elvis said you must to do and to keep this ball. I give you uh, 15 euros. Say okay. I do. <laughs> <laughs> because it's uh, yeah, it's one of those you you have to commit because if you get it, fantastic. Yeah. But if you miss it, it's it's an empty goal basically, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's, uh, it's that is kind of a constant communication between you and Beatrice in the. In the center of defense, like who's well, you're you're the one who's going to go out, and uh, and you're the quicker one, maybe. Yes, uh, with Beatrice Vizvis, you have the most uh, complicity in defense, mm -hmm. and she have more experience with me. And she say uh, you can do this because she don't like this. You can must to to disturb this attack, and. Uh, I think I disturbed in first half time, but no in second half time. But it's hard to repeat all the time. And this is a this is a different situation for this team. You're used to playing in the finals. You're used to getting into the, the big game on the Sunday. Now you got a bronze medal match coming up tomorrow. Uh, how do you how do you think the team is going to be able to to regather? Because of course it's not many hours since yeah. the game. I guess you haven't really had time to think or talk about it. But uh, how do you how do you feel you can get yourselves up to face another battle with Montenegro? Yes, the competition is not finished. It's must to to win tomorrow. And for me, you have you have the good team. And you never lose the ball, lose the game. Yeah. Just yesterday, and I think you must to to do everything to win uh, and to finish good. <laughs> There's a question in the comments here. Uh, did you feel tired before the game? Norway had one extra day rest. So how are you feeling physically going into yesterday's game? I'm tired, but it's and okay. It's yeah. <laughs> After the competition, you're always tired because I'm play a lot, but it's okay. It's normal, normal yeah, yeah. tiredness. Okay, <laughs> okay. But for the for the team as a whole, uh, it feels like there's a bit of a new generation of players coming through mm -hmm. as well. You're, you're building up very much for Paris 2024, <laughs> right? And yeah. it's it's kind of part of a bigger project. And, yeah. and for that, do you feel like it's it's been a successful championship so far? It's important because it's at home, <laughs> and it's important. Uh, now you have the young player in the team, and I think it's good because you must to work together to find the the solution to to work hard for be ready for the for the Jeux Olympic. Yes, it's not easy competition, but. Uh, it's nice. It's at home, and the supporter is here for. And, and you say you say that we've got young players coming into the team. Yeah. You're, you're still quite very young. Yes. <laughs> but do you, do you feel like one of the older players, even at at 21? I don't know. <laughs> 
<laughs> on the court, you look like uh, a player who's been there for so long. You're already, you know, there's times where, you know, it's a crucial moment and it's okay, we're going to get the ball to Paletta in this crucial time. So I think that's been really impressive to see you grow into the team so quickly. Um, and yeah, well done. Thank <laughs> <say>. you. <laughs> right, I think we can let you go off to the rest of the media okay. call now. Thank you so much for your Thank time you. and good luck tomorrow. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you so much. All right. Go. So, yeah, it's, uh, well, they're still quite, well, at least Pauletta feeling quite chipper after, mm-hmm. after the loss yesterday. Oh, I don't know. It's tough, it's <laughs> tough, but, I think it's a little uh, bit easier on the younger players, maybe. Yeah. yeah, because you feel like you've so much ahead of you still. I think it's actually much harder on players that are coming towards the end of their career. Mm. It might be your last Time Euro. Time is running out. Time is running out. No, I, really, I do think that, yeah. though. I think, mm. yeah, it is slightly harder on the yeah. more senior players. On, on the flip side as well, though, there's, you know, some of the senior players have won it all before. True. And they've done it. And for a player like Paletta, um, she hasn't got gold in well the European or World Championship. Oh, she yeah. has. She's been around for four years. She may be a child, but she was 17 <laughs> when she uh, got a gold medal. Yeah. Maybe that's yeah. not uh, quite the same. But you know, to be that that's, crucial, that's player, the incredible so thing, it's, isn't it's, it? It's, like there's she, two sides of it, but. Yeah. Uh, so we jump back into the butter knife category because I think we were well not rudely interrupted we were, <laughs> we were <laughs> positively interrupted positively, very positively interrupted um, uh, before we got into that one <laughs> so uh, let's get up our nominations for the butter knife category Clements behind the screen it's a nice background here as we can see all of the uh, the players getting interviewed here butter knife here we go Brian I went Orlan for Orlan Canor. Uh, Chris, you've gone for a Norm Works penalties. Yep. And Christine Jorgensen. Okay. Oh, okay. That's, uh, I, I did have that as my my number two, to be fair. Christine Jorgensen. But should we start from... Uh, from the top. Start from the top. Yeah. From the top. Let's go. So my thinking was that you want to bring someone on for France who's just a great jump shooter. Give her the ball, high speed. She'll score you some goals. And that's kind of that's kind of it, really, isn't it, with, with Canor? In my eyes, anyway. So that was my thinking behind that. I think she encompasses. She's really, really good at that. And when she's not good at that, I'm not sure what else she can really offer. Mm. But I said it too harsh. Okay. You introduce your nomination. Norwalk, uh, well, 26 goals, 27 <laughs> penalties. Uh, 27 penalties. Incredible butter knife. Right. Gold plated butter knife. Gold, like gold plated. Platinum I mean, butter knife. We, we, we can also reward <laughs> exceptional. Uh, it doesn't have to be bang average players. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Careful now. I can't believe I'm being, uh, I feel like I'm being punished here for rewarding excellence. Uh, Norwalk, I, I mean, it's true. She, yes, she's been very good in the assist giving as well. But as we, we know her as a goal scorer, really, I mean, mm. no messing around. She's a goal scorer, but the vast majority of her goals at this championship have come from the penalty line. Maybe she's earned most of them herself, but you know, and you said it yesterday as well, at this point in the competition, you need someone who's going to score the penalties. It's, not, it's all well and good getting the penalties, but uh, looking down the penalty list, there's a lot of, lot of missed penalties in this championship. Yeah. And coming into the final that is going to be a big thing as well if you could choose Norrmark to take your penalties or anyone on the Danish team to take your penalties I go for Norrmark every day of the week one yeah. miss out of 27 
for the last two weeks is very, very impressive. Yeah, it's, oh, it's incredible. It's interesting. I would never have thought of that concept. So congratulations on really thinking outside the box Yeah, there. yeah, but it is like Thank a you. butter knife that can also, I don't know, be a scalpel for a surgeon because she's the best assist giver in the tournament. <laughs> so, you know, like it's, yeah. uh, it's like this butter knife that can also be used for su- double-sided butter knife. Yeah. No, it's like a, like spork. a Swiss Army knife. Spork. 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 She can be the spork. <laughs> That's not quite well, the. Well, Alex, oh, uh, God. Uh, All right, we're going to leave it there. And Cleopatra Dela is joining us. <laughs> Hello, Cleopatra. Hello. Hello. Take a seat. You can take a Here mic from Brian as well. Thank you for joining us. And we Thank said you. the same to Paletta before. Of course, not easy to so early in the morning after yesterday to come here and talk to everyone. But have you had a, a few hours to, to reflect on, on last night? Yes. <laughs> uh, I'm not in the same mood than yesterday evening. I, I was a bit uh, angry. Um, but uh, the night is always... Uh, Helping and also to hear, I I like to also hear a lot about the other people like who don't play handball, for example. So, um, so yes, I'm really sad and disappointed about our game because we we did so great since the beginning, and uh, and we did a, a bad game yesterday. Mm. Oh. Can you reflect a little bit on on the performance? Because, of course, you have a very unique angle playing in goal. And uh, it seemed like the two halves were, you know, there was night and day, particularly with uh, your attack. Yes. uh, But also in the first half, I think, of course, we were... uh, They they were leading by one goal, but still in the first half, I think we didn't play as good as before. We we had so many mistakes. Uh, But still, we were there. We did some good defense uh, but uh, we start to miss also some uh, clear shots and uh, uh, I think it it went a bit in our heads and uh, and then suddenly also I think we got angry a bit about some decisions uh, from the referees it went in our heads and also they have also amazing players of course they did uh, their games uh, we couldn't stop the, uh, or not all of them but uh, after that were really good it was her day and uh, also uh, all the penalties we, we didn't stop any of them so this was also uh, I think hard for us we were just talking about the penalties actually because mm-hmm. uh, we're giving like these championship awards as uh-huh. well and we were talking about Nora Merck and her penalty shooting mm-hmm. 26 out of 27 for the whole championship yes. is, is ridiculous mm-hmm. um and yeah, again, uh, just a fantastic yes. day against you. Um, for in that penalty battle, it seems like you tried a lot of things. You also changed the goalkeeper, mm-hmm. uh, you throwing everything you can at her. Is, did you feel like it just wasn't your day in that, that uh, battle? I just felt that she, yes, she, she did everything. And it's like sometimes you try something and you don't want to open so much. So then you go, don't go 100%. This is the problem. Is like because you know that if you open a bit, uh, if you move a bit, she will go in. So then I think you don't play like you do usual usually. That's really interesting. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So in fact, some some of them I could go, but then I went not all in. This was the problem. Okay. Mm. Yeah, and it does feel like her penalty style is really just direct, right? And also, oh yes, also she have different timings. 
So this okay. is also the key. She has different timings and different... Also, she changed a lot from... Because also, of course, we do a lot of video. And uh, she changed some things. And then also after, you just get... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> crazy in the that head. That broken wrist penalty she took, I think was one of the yes. first ones. That was really unusual because it was almost like she didn't do it properly. And I think it maybe yes. threw you off a bit as well because it was yes. very, very, very slow. All yes. of a sudden, and it's almost like, yes. as Alex said, she could be very direct normally. Yes. And this one was just like yes. a, a googly one. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, that's true. And also the first one she did really strong. I think it's the first uh, she, she shot in this corner and... Mm. Uh, is the only one she did on all, in all the competition. Yeah. So yeah. so she started in, uh, like this with one and then she make this. So you think, okay, I go down and then she also uh, have this different timing. Yeah. So it was, yes. She's good. Just, uh, she's good at them. She's good. <laughs> <laughs> Simple she's as good. that. And that second half, so as the mm-hmm. game, as Norway started stretching the lead, mm-hmm. um, what was your perspective as a goalkeeper? Because mm-hmm. it, it, you know, Norway are starting to get easier shots, and you know, how do you react to that? How do you try to will the team to come back into it, even though you're not, you know, you're in the goal and can't influence fully? Uh, I just try to, of course, always stay focused and uh, just don't think about the last goal, and uh, try to also, if I save one, just try also to run with them to try to push them in attack actually because we saw that I think yeah. there was a turnover and uh, you picked yeah. up the ball around the mid-court yes. oh, yeah, you wanted it. Yes. and it looked like you were like, going to run, gonna run yes, past the halfway line I it looked like you wanted it come on give it to me I will go, and I, go. I, love, I love that I love when you do that I'm like oh here we go this is great <laughs> I was ready yeah. because that's like your trademark yes. almost. that was against yes, like your, your famous goal that was against Norway yes, right in like a golden league game the fake and everything and always before the game I'm like okay maybe this time again will happen come on it's but no classic goalkeepers <laughs> they think they can do it better than the court players right? <laughs> well she can sometimes <laughs> yes. but uh, oh, yes uh, I yeah. just try to give them uh, my energy because also I cannot uh, uh, catch them also uh, but also of course sometimes it's really hard and when uh, like also Reichstadt she came back in the second half with a lot of power and mm. we couldn't stop uh, were, you, were you a court player at some stage in your life Oh, were you always a goalkeeper? Uh, yes, I was. I was when I, I was young. When you were young? Until 14. Backward player? Uh-huh. Yes, back. Centre back? Uh, left back. Left back. <laughs> <laughs> That's where the shooting comes from. <laughs> what, what convinced you to, to go in goal then? Uh, it's my sister. Okay. Because, uh, yeah, because um, both of them play handball, so we play yeah. together. And uh, no, she said, no, but it's a joke. But she said to me that I was not running so so fast and uh, just a little bit like this so stay in, go- in the so goal. That, is that also in your mind? I'll show her. I'll score a goal in the European Championship semi-final. <laughs> but um, we, we talked a little bit with Pauletta about this um, and the build-up to the semi-final. Of course, mm-hmm. it's always so difficult to compare teams when you're in two different sides of the, mm-hmm. the draw, which makes the semi-final so interesting when you're, you're both clashing. Uh, you felt so comfortable and maybe dominant from an outside yes. perspective yes. in this championship so far. Is that maybe something that played into it? And you talked about the mentality mm-hmm. because all of a sudden you're in this completely different situation against a team that are playing seemingly at a different level mm-hmm. to everything you've faced so far. Yes, it can. It can uh, because they had, uh, I think, hard uh, preparation. They played also Golden League. They, they lost against uh, uh, Netherlands and they didn't... Also, they just lost the last game so sometimes you get more okay okay we need to be really good and they knew that we were in a good shape so I, yes for sure they were more uh, alert 
no, no. Yeah. Yeah. Alert, yeah. Mm. And um, but also we knew we know them. We also know that they, they are really good. And uh, but we were pers per, uh, like persuasive in our heads that we can win against them. Um, but uh, I think they came stronger as that we thought. Yes. Okay. Yes. So because it yeah. felt like tactically they. They dealt with the 5-1 defense as well, mm -hmm. much better yes. than they have in the past. Yes. And it felt like also dealing with your attack, that mm -hmm. they they read everything a lot better than they have in the past. So is, yes. is that maybe also something to, I mean, of course, you then have to develop for the next one. Yes. But that caught you by surprise a little? Yes, of course. We, yes, of course, we were surprised uh, because we... Uh, we used to play much better in attack and uh, we saw a lot of movements and it didn't work at all. So also this game will be really good for us for the future because uh, we talked a lot this morning and we want to use this for uh, the Olympics. We want, don't want to lose again like this yeah. against them because now it's... it's now it's, <laughs> it's uh, Yes. <laughs> Three times in a row yeah. and it's really hard. Yes. Mm. So apart from the disappointment you feel as a group, for you personally, coming into the tournament, we had a preview podcast and we were kind of looking at the teams and it was very hard to find weaknesses in your squad, as it is with Norway. But one of the places maybe that a lot of people were talking about was the goalkeeper position mm -hmm. and where France normally have three or four great goalkeepers to choose mm -hmm. from. A lot more emphasis was put on you and you had to lead that whole, mm -hmm. the whole uh, position. Do you take any satisfaction that you played excellent in every game and mm -hmm. for you personally you were kind of your, your stats are up there with the, yes. like, at the top I think isn't it best yeah, pretty yeah. Much. number one yeah yes uh, first I was in, in fact I had a stress of course because mm -hmm. it's the first time that I was uh, not alone of course but with some unexperienced player mm -hmm. um, but uh, I tried to just don't think about that because I got also so much uh, confidence from the players mm -hmm. and uh, of course I wanted to be really good for the team but I didn't expect that I will be just um, every game really like, yeah. really good but also the defense I think helped me a lot mm -hmm. because when uh, you have a really good defense in front of you then you can make some good easy easy saves yeah. and then also you feel better and you you can make also some uh, yeah, more uh, and uh, expected yeah. Yeah. saves mm -hmm. and uh, I think it gave me a lot of energy mm -hmm. uh, but now the most important was yesterday and I was not good enough so mm. yeah. still I'm a bit sad or so yeah yeah <laughs> Oh, we're getting the signals from behind us. You have to be dragged off. Uh, but thank okay. you so much. You've been very good with your yes. time, Cleopatra. Thank, thank you. you and good thank luck you. tomorrow. Thank you. And good luck. Thank, you. Yeah. Thank, thank you. you. That was Cleopatra Dolo. And uh, that was uh, yeah, really insightful from both players, I think. And, and Cleopatra in particular, I think, giving a really nice, nice insight into her, her mentality for the championship. And, uh, and yeah, it's uh, tough to talk after a loss like that but I think they've well, both players he spoke to great have dealt attitude with very well yeah. You, know, yeah. That, you know to be able to have a bit of a laugh yeah. uh, at a time like this and uh, it, it shows a good attitude but yeah uh, you can yeah. tell that they're they're yeah, annoyed with the no, Norway now they're hurt right? inside definitely yeah. Uh, yeah but you have to pick yourself up as well at the same time for the bronze medal match because losing that tomorrow tomorrow now would be wouldn't be 
uh, great. And we're going to kick you out of your look. seat again, Brian, because Emma Freese is joining oh, us. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> the guests are flying in. Emma Freese, <laughs> welcome. Thank you. you can take that mic go. for yourself. Yep. Hold it nice and close. Yes. Yes, thank you. Well, straight in. Uh, you're live, by the way, so no <laughs> okay. no swearing. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's still early. It's <laughs> we were warned about yeah. you, so... <laughs> uh, first question, I think it's, it's very suitable for this early morning start, but... Uh, a few hours now after the, the victory yesterday, you're in a European Championship final. Has it really sunk in yet? Mm, no, I don't think so. Um, it's uh, it's just so amazing. Uh, and yeah, I just love being a part of uh, the team right now and the atmosphere at the hotel. It's uh, it's crazy. I don't think uh, I don't think it's sunk in before. Uh, before maybe uh, tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. And how has it been taking a kind of bigger role in this team in this tournament and really, you know, stepping up at crucial moments? How, how have you kind of dealt with that new role? Mm, it's it's been a big experience, I would say, um, and uh, something I have to yeah kind of be more used to. Um, but I, I love to see how I develop as a handball player and as a person. Um, so, yeah, I just, uh, yeah, it's, it's just been a, a very big uh, tournament for me and I don't think I really uh, believe it right now. <laughs> and maybe those first kind of few minutes of the semi-final where you started off on fire. It was, uh, you know, four goals in a row, I think. You know, what, what was your feeling as you were going through that first spell? Well, <laughs> yeah, a, v- a very good feeling, first of all, but also um, there's such a big pressure from the outside as well. The, the fans from Montenegro was yeah. <laughs> creating a very, very good atmosphere and it was just a, a very big scene. So to keep the focus on the court was also uh, a little bit of a challenge, but uh, it was... Yeah, it was very nice to start well. Yeah, also because you know you had the, the fans on the near side, and it was you, quite literally you and Jovanka <laughs> Radicevic scoring every goal for the first five minutes. <laughs> it was it was her on uh, <laughs> Montenegro's side, you on Denmark's side. Yeah. I mean, what a did was there a certain point where you're like, oh, okay, I need to take a breath now because this is too much. <laughs> yeah, I think every attack and every defense, I was like. <laughs> um, <laughs> But also because in our attack, it was our fans on this side and on their attack, it was their fans on the side. So it was kind of, I got the energy from our fans and she got the energy from her fans. Um, Yeah, it was very funny. But you, it seemed there was a very, I don't know if this was discussed beforehand or was a a change after a few minutes because there was a point where you basically just stood on her Mm. as well uh, in defense. So you were like, okay, you're not getting the ball again. Mm. And you you purposefully left open the space between one and two on your side. Uh, Was that something that was planned or you said, okay, if she's, if she's hot at the start, then we do it. Yeah, it was a part of the plan. She's a very, very good handball player and she knows how to, um, yeah, create a very, very good energy for the team and for the, um, for the people around, so uh, it was a part of the plan that we could keep her out of the game and out of, yeah, not give uh, Montenegro that energy. Uh, worked really well. So talk a bit about momentum in the tournament. So I think it's 
when we watched Denmark early in the tournament, I think it was hard to envision you make it to the final, but now you're here and you've kind of really grown into it and almost got better every single game you've played. Is that something you felt in the team that you've kind of gathered this momentum? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, I think like the first game against Slovenia uh, was a big loss for us mm. and it was hard on the team spirit, um, but yeah. It, yeah. We're just very professional and we have a very good team uh, and very good leaders around us that support us. So, um, yeah, uh, we just kept on fighting. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, I think like this journey is just getting even better. Um, mm -hmm. And we put layers on every year. So, yeah, I'm just very happy to be a part of that journey. Mm -hmm. And maybe, you know, momentum has been with this team for a couple of years now. It's been uh, one step at a time, actually, so far, and this is the first final. And it's kind of breaking that barrier after 18 years to get back into a uh, final. You know, what, what is different this year compared to kind of the last couple of years? Mm, that's a tough question. Um, but I think there's a lot of players uh, on this team that has experienced a lot. Um, and we're also new newbies coming in and uh, kind of coming with new energy. Um, I, I just think like the individual performances have uh, raised a little bit each of us um, and that might be one reason and yeah then I just think the team spirit how we are doing outside the, the court is also very important so a combination of those two things is uh, what led us to the final. There's been a lot of talk uh, from the players and also from Danish media about uh, about Jesper, Jesper Jensen and how he's dealt with players individually, like the individual chats he's had with players before the tournament or during it as well. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about the conversations he's had with you before this tournament and, and what he expected from you? Yeah, uh, well, Jesper is a very, very good coach and uh, I like him a lot. Um, he's very, very good at the individual um, techniques uh, at each player and of course he had a conversation with me about uh, my new role on the team and that he just had full confidence and he believed in me so that was very, very nice and I think that's also re the reason why I feel so like safe uh, on the court and why I can perform like I do. Um, but yeah, he's, he's very good at uh, talking to you under the game, but also after the game. So after each performance, he kind of evaluate how he thought you were doing. So if he ha has anything to, yeah, that you can do better, then he, he say it. Okay. Mm. There's a question here from Leon in the chat. How do you enter the final knowing that you won against Norway a couple of days ago? Does it empower you in a way or maybe not? And this is something we actually talked about mm. before. Mm. It took you so long to beat Norway competitively. And now you have to do it all again a few mm. days later when it took you eight years to do it competitively before. Yeah. So what's the mindset going into the, to that game? Because obviously Norway are going to be very angry. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And having Kenny Rice that angry at you is not a good thing really. No. <laughs> um, well, I, I actually think that our mindset is just, um, I think like the past couple of years, Norway has have been a step ahead of us at a lot of things but now the last games we've had we've played um, uh, I think they won with one goal or two goals yeah. and then we won the last 
game in this tournament. So we're very um, like um, on the same level now. Mm. So um, we definitely just go with the mindset that we are just as good as them, and we don't have to like uh, overperform because mm -hmm. we we're good enough each player to uh, yeah to win. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And is there more hidden in this team? Because it seems like, you know, as, as the tournament has progressed, as Brian said, like there's been these like uh, developments in the team. You worked the 7v6 very well. That was not a surprise thing, but it's something that it seemed like it was formulated very well to defeat Norway. Is You can't tell us, of course, but do you feel <laughs> like there is more, uh, something else to give that might surprise us tomorrow? Mm, I don't know if it's going to be something else because uh, what we've succeeded with in this tournament is to just focus on ourselves and focus on our place. So I definitely think it's we'll start with that. Um, if Norway is just very much ahead, maybe we're going to do something, but I think we're going to stick to our plan. Well, yeah. It's worked really well so far. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Anything else? No. I think Emma Fries, thank you so much. Thank you. And uh, yeah, enjoy the rest of today and good luck tomorrow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. So, there we go. I, I, I almost brought up the poem. But, you almost uh, brought up the poem, uh, which, yeah. You'll, decided against yeah, it, if you, uh, in, in If end. you listen to the podcast that comes out today, uh, you can hear that poem about Emma Fries. Uh, we didn't need to, to say that in front of you. No, um, no. I, it's I it's, think it's it purely a, a nice poem, but I, I we know. They don't need that. They don't need the extra <laughs> burden of knowing that spoken word poetry is, uh, is, uh, <laughs> is being created on their behalf. And Togoletsky has, has had a question there. We're sorry, Togoletsky. I'm only seeing that question now. But for our next guest, get us a question in and we'll ask it for you. So, should we continue with the awards? Put, or? put enough. Let's get them in quick. really quick because uh, someone, someone the next in one and is out. I think it was um, Chef said in the comments. Are we really calling Christina Jorgensen and Arlen Knorr average? No, we're not. I, I want to. No. Yeah, I, we're I definitely want not to answer that. that. Uh, no average. But that was uh, just me, me attacking Alex basically. Yeah, yes, but uh, <laughs> I think um, all of these players are fantastic. That's that's a base, but it's about a really specific role in the team or skill or skill. Yeah, and. Um, Okay, Norm Merck has you know a lot of roles in the team. Yeah. Uh, Christine Jorgensen, we talked about she she's played you know sixteen to twenty minutes a game, mm -hmm. but in her specific role at the start, her specific role was just in the seven on six. Yeah, as the start of the tournament. That's how you know that's how kind of specific in that role she was, and how amazing in that role she was as mm -hmm. well. And she's been able to grow into that role a little bit more as the tournament went on, and. Now, you know, her role really boils down to breaking through on this left side. I would say every single goal that she scored, she scored inside the nine meters on the left side of the court. Mm -hmm. And she's incredibly good at it. And she not only that is that she does it at very crucial times. Mm. It's, you know, when they've needed her to step up, when she's been, you know, trust into it's like okay we need to butter some bread right now that's when she comes in and yeah. uh, I just against Oran Kanor mm. who again is an incredible player incredible athlete I think for her she uh, she gets too much responsibility when she comes on so she it's like she comes on it's like do something just like too much free, free reign too much free yeah. reign yeah. Uh, where Christina Jorgensen is breakthrough between one and two Oran Kanor is just, just do whatever you want for. Do whatever you can, basically. Do yeah. You can. yeah. 
I, I, well, I, think, I think I agree with you then I think I'd probably put my vote then for Christina Jorgensen I like that yeah uh, Christina's my number two I was just uh, really willing and, and I am thankful for saying that I've revolutionised the, the concept but uh, <laughs> uh, Christina Jorgensen is the butter knife I would agree yeah Fantastic. Congratulations, Christine. Leon. Shall we get her on to, to give her the award and explain yeah. it to her? It's a tough explanation. Leon agreed with you, uh, Chris, for the penalties. Thank yeah. you, Leon. Yeah. Thank you, Leon. It is a nice concept. That yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, I'll take the moral victory on this one. Yeah. Yes, I'm Programmer. Hello, everyone. Yes, welcome, uh, Programmer. Welcome back, Good programmer. to see you back. YT. And, yeah, so we'll move on to the third. Here we got what a we can. third award. Yes. Uh, what is our third it's, award? Uh, oh, it is the uh, Adrian Shiposh Award for Excellency in Shithousery. Okay, Chris, you explain that again. Okay, uh, yes. For so basically, it's named after Adrian Shiposh, the uh, Hungarian defender, uh, Hungary and Vesprem defender, who we all know pushes, pushes it to the limit, but often gets away with it. And it can be sportsmanship, it can be shithousery, it can be a kind of brutality as well. This is an open category. This is, I feel like, the one of the most creative categories because we can find a new concept for it every time and because it's driven by what the players actually do on the court. They inspire us here. So thank you, players. That I'm full screen now here to <laughs> present this award. I, this, I feel very passionately about this one. Yeah, yeah, this I, is, I feel uh... like this is our best one. And... Uh, I have a feeling there's only one winner for this, so let's go to the <laughs> yes. let's go to the nominations. The Spanish team says Spanish Brian. Team. Spain Spanish team versus <laughs> Germany says Chris. Whole <laughs> country of Spain. <laughs> but there is a, there's a deeper question to this. So, Wait, but just so the people yeah. who are watching at home know, we haven't seen each other's answers no, before this. No, so this, this is a, a surprise for us as well. Yeah. So okay. uh, for the to give some context, uh, people who haven't seen it, it was. At the end of the preliminary round, Spain leading against Germany in a game that would have decided uh, who would go through to the main round. So there was a chance that all uh, Spain, Poland, Germany could all go through, could all be knocked out. Spain had a three-goal lead, 23-20, and that would have knocked Germany out, but put Poland through. But because Poland had beaten Spain, it would have meant Poland would go through with two points, Spain would go through with zero points. Germany had a chance to put themselves through themselves and with that Spain would have had two points in the main round they turned over the ball it was Alina Greisels took too many steps and Spain realised that oh wait this is actually the situation we don't want yeah. the situation we don't want and uh, we're going to go back to that in a moment we're going to finish that story in a moment because Sandra Toft I believe is going to join us for a little chat hello Sandra yeah hop yep. in here you, you can grab the mic Brian's kept it nice and warm for you there yes <laughs> <laughs> Sandra Toft how are you? I'm really really good yeah I can imagine you're really really good uh, first of all congratulations on Thank yesterday you. Uh, the first thing we're, we're asking particularly with this early morning start after last night is is has it kind of sunk in or what have been the reflections for you over these last 12 hours yeah well, of course it's sunk in but uh, part of me no and you know it's I still like it's i cannot believe that i'm going to play a final tomorrow and the journey has been crazy from this day i started on the national to here it's been tough and and yesterday i think was the happiest moment for me in my handball career and I had so many emotions and I still have when I talk about it. Yeah. 
it's uh, I mean we spoke uh, what is it like a year or two ago we had this long conversation and uh, for the this is me piece mm. and the way you spoke about you know everything you've done it all kind of relates to Denmark in the end and doing something for Denmark you didn't want to leave this team without leaving a, a legacy and picking up some medals along the way uh, now you're on the verge of, of the biggest medal of all in, in European Championship level um, it's biggest medal it, of all the biggest, <laughs> biggest medal <laughs> yeah. but, but it's a huge final and uh, and this journey particularly in the last couple of years has really like it's gone flying upwards with Denmark yeah since uh, Jesper Jensen the, the head coach came uh, you could see the difference right away And then you really started to believe, okay, maybe one day uh, this team can play a final again. And I just hope it's the, in the time period where I'm still a handball player. And uh, so I'm so grateful for what he's done and for what all the girls done. Because, yeah, our team did like uh, this uh, the last few years. So it's just a big feeling of being uh, completely uh, deep proud of uh, everybody and To uh, for me, the national team is the biggest thing in, in handball, and uh, uh, yeah, I just love to play for Denmark. And now I can play a final like uh, in the good old days for Denmark. <laughs> yeah, so it's uh, it's really nice. So uh, what what has Jesper actually brought to the team? Then, as you said, he came in and we saw immediately what what he brought. Uh, he said he came in and then he saw the changes. What were those changes, or what did he bring as a, as a coach for you guys? I don't know where to to start where to on that. You know, of <laughs> you course, don't there have to is some. No, no, but there's some, <laughs> of course, some tactics. There's yeah. chains uh, in the attack and everything, but it's also like the um, the mentality in the team is different, and there's a bigger belief, I mm -hmm. think, in everybody and on each other. And we had a lot of uh, difficult talks and meetings, and open up in uh, in a way that we get to know each other even more, and uh, it just make a big, big difference. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And for you, uh, so in previous tournaments, you've pretty much shared the goalkeeping responsibilities 50-50 with Altea and there was, you know, tactics to bring you in at specific times. It's felt like this tournament you have been kind of the clear number one. Was that planned or something that's just come about because of your performances throughout the tournament? Oh, that I really don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that are questions ah, for, for, for Jesper to, <laughs> to say. Um, so I, I, don't, I don't think you can plan something like that. Uh, you just have to see how the tournament is uh, going. Okay, fair. Talk to us a little bit about yesterday, the, the game against Montenegro. Uh, a hectic start, as we all probably imagined it would be. But did you feel confident that like you would settle eventually, you just needed to be patient and, and things would start to, to go your way? Uh, yes and no. Okay. Uh, we knew that it would be uh, really difficult, and especially with the fans from Montenegro, they made a great atmosphere. Uh, so yeah, when we get the tough uh, beginning of the game, I was a little bit like, oh no. Oh really? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, Not but, uh, again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We've been in that situation yeah. before and disappointed. In so that's why it's, I'm even more proud that we actually make it made it this time. And but during the second half, I was uh, okay, comfortable that we were going to win. Okay. Because you're in that situation so many times before, do you think that's what spurred you on yesterday to really? Push yeah, on you can it? only manage to have a, a big amount of uh, bad things in handball, yeah. and then he was like, "Not again! This time, no." Yeah. Okay. And for for the team as well, it had come off the back of this huge win over Norway just a couple of days before, mm -hmm. which uh, I mean. 
it was just positive thing after positive thing after a slow start for the championship. Can you tell us a little bit about how, for you, this tournament has progressed? Because, you know, it, losing that opening game against Slovenia, it, it seemed, of course, a disappointment, but it seemed like the team was almost kind of accepting. It's like it's only the first step and we, we know how to go from here, which maybe five, six years ago, already TV2 in Denmark would be you know, calling for Jesper's head. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, of course, uh, we started the tournament to put a big pressure on ourselves. Uh, but we were calm and we were talking in the dressing locker room just after the game that it's the first game. We just have to win the seven next game and then we are champions. So uh, it's a different kind of uh, mentality in our team now, yeah. Wow. Well, it's going well so far, right? Yeah. So, yes. uh, thanks so much for joining us and You're uh, good luck in the final. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Simple as that. Just, yeah, win, just, seven uh, just win seven games. Win seven games. That was brilliant. Uh, so, let us get into the. Oh, where was I? Yes, I was on. Oh, we were in mid. I was on mid, in Sp Sp mid Spain, Germany. Hmm. So. Uh, we have a bit long of time now. Long um, story short, yeah, we have a bit of time, which is which is good. Long story short, Spain, <laughs> Spain. I love. I wish we had the clip here. Clemens <laughs> 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 looks at me like, what the hell are you on about? So I'm sure everyone has seen it at this point. It was yes. it was the big controversy of the whole championship. But um, the, there was a comment there uh, about kind of Montenegro getting a uh, honorary mention. But I think nah, I, it's not. Uh, you know, Montenegro didn't do anything themselves. And, just happened, yeah. And it, yeah, it just happened. It's not something yeah. that was very thought through. And this award is for, you know, the sneaky mm -hmm. moves, the mm -hmm. little edge that's not against the rules. Again, no, nothing again, that Spain did there was against the rules. No. And, uh, and the key, uh, there's two key people in this uh, Jennifer Gutierrez, first of all, for running around her teammate to get the ball. Yeah, and then throw it into the into the rafters, into Rose Ed. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> nowhere near the goal. And um, Spain came back, or Germany came back. They walked the ball into the back of the net, and then it was the the celebration from Paula Arcos as well, uh, which really, if there were any, it was any doubt in our minds whether they were playing the system, uh, all doubt was gone by this. that point. <laughs> what a celebration! It's a prayer pose. Uh, so that, that, for me, this is one of the big questions. Who, like the Spanish team as a whole, yes, but it comes down to two people within the Spanish team, which we can maybe discuss. Jennifer Gutierrez for throwing the ball back, or Paula Arcos for giving it away, almost giving it away, but like a blatant uh, show of unsportsmanlike conduct. I don't I think throwing the ball away was... It was because again at that moment I I wasn't really sure what was going on, like I, I wasn't sure of the situation, and then when Spain got the ball and just chucked it up in the air, I was like, "What are you doing? You need more goals to go through." Yeah, I think the, the celebration does it for me. I think because it was the moment when everyone was like, "Oh, they're onto something here." Had there, had there been no celebration, 
you could have chalked it off as a terrible, terrible shot. Mm. But the celebration plus the bat, plus the throwing the ball into the rafters, it's a bit of a combination. But I think the celebration was the cherry on top of and and, and the to the side where they they literally just you know they yeah. stood up and were like, please, yeah. Smiths, yeah. please, please, come through. please come through, <laughs> even though Germany didn't quite realise what was going on yeah. and had the ball on the other side I mean, of the that's court. That's what I love most about it is like uh, so Spain knew what was going on, Poland watching it at home in the hotel was knew what was going on Germany were like what is this <laughs> they're <laughs> just setting up what? another attack <laughs> like of course, of course would have probably to. shot over three defenders yeah, instead yeah. and scored and probably scored <laughs> but didn't need to didn't end, need to uh, because Spain were very kind in uh, in allowing them into the main round with them had Germany missed that that would have been hilarious that begs the question what would you do like, and there was a lot of moral debate going on here as well. But then I remember asking you, if you were in this situation, what would you do? As a coach? As a coach, I'd instruct that. Uh, I don't know. I, it's, it can't, makes we sense. can't blame them. No, it. no. Because they, they, needed, they, they needed to take point. They just yeah, don't but hate I think, the player, I think hate the it, game. It, right? it comes down, basically, yeah. I, I believe in karma. And they got... Oh, bad yeah. oh, juju true. from that, that. that and had that a terrible true. main round. That's that's a fact. Yeah. So they could have, you know, they could have taken the two points yeah. extra and maybe won a couple more games because of the karmic uh, balance in, yeah. in in on the planet. And they just offset that and dug their own grave in the end. That is my view on it. But no, I, think I think all we... of the comments do agree that it is getting... the celebration part. Oh, we're getting a bonus guest. Oh, yes. getting a bonus <laughs> guest. <laughs> Join us, Hello. Hello. There you go. Thank you. Hold that nice and close. Yes. We, we, we were giving a series of awards at this, uh, alternative awards. Okay. Right? And we were just talking about the uh, the Spain throwing the ball away and giving Germany the ball back yes. uh, to take two points into the main round. Yeah. Uh, where do you stand on that? Um, I think uh, every team would have done the same, but uh, maybe uh, um, not the... Uh, Cheering. It should not be um, that obvious that you are happy with the opponents. Yeah, that's that's, <laughs> that's, that's fair. Yeah. No, so fair. you would have uh, no no celebrating, turning into prayer pose. No, uh, that's no. that should be. And that's uh, what gave it away, wasn't it? Yeah. Because yeah. minus the celebration, it's not as obvious, is it? You could say that was just a terrible shot. Well, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Well, it, it, yeah. well, it adds about 40% to it, I think. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, God. Oh, but anyway, mm? on to you yeah. and on to Denmark. Yes. Uh, congratulations again Thank on you. Uh, getting through to the final. Uh, in the last few hours, uh, you've had a chance to reflect. I guess not, not much sleep, too much adrenaline? Uh, yeah, not much sleep, but uh, enough. <laughs> um, it has been uh, it has been crazy uh, the last uh, 12 hours um, we were so happy yesterday and now we just have to focus on the next game because we want to win the gold so we can't be too happy just to be in the finals we want to win the final so uh, we are focusing on the next game okay mm. and uh, one thing we talked to a lot of players and we've heard a lot about with the Danish team is uh, these individual chats between players and Jesper Jensen 
before the tournament, after the games as well. And it seems to have been one of the, the kind of special ingredients for him as a coach and also for the team. So maybe can you give us some insight into the, the kind of conversation he had with you? Yeah, he's very good at it. He's very focused on the individual uh, development. Uh, and and uh, before every match and after every match, we are talking about small details. Uh, what should I do? Uh, what could I do better? What is good already? So he's very focused on every single player. And that's just... Um, it makes the players feel very uh, uh, safe and... and uh, that you're seen by your coach, it's mm. very important. And uh, yes, but he's really, really, really good at that. So, so that's the second time I've heard safe. safe and we talked about the... Emma Fries as well, and she, you know, in a different position, she's come into the, the team in a, in a whole new way, playing on the, I think the starting left wing position. And, and for her to also say that she feels safe is, is quite a special thing. So that's, uh, is that something that, you know, you foster as a team? as well that it's uh, you know you're trying to make each other feel as comfortable and as safe as possible yeah we are talking a lot about that that uh, this national team should be a very good place to be and uh, you know when you're an athlete you can think that you're just here to win and you want to go to the the, the first place and everything but but we are very focused that everybody should feel safe and everybody should feel that they are having a good time also and that's maybe a little bit uh, strange for athletes in the top and the in the elite but it's important for us okay. and is that maybe as a change over the last couple of years that has happened that the atmosphere has just improved uh, within the team and your social and kind of what has kind of brought that change about yeah, since uh, Jesper and Lars and Christina Rosling came to the team for it's two years ago now, the first thing they said was that it should be a good place to be in the national team. So they have been focusing on it from the day one. And, and I think that's a big change. Uh, it was a good place to be before, but there was no focus on it. So, so now we're just um, very... Uh, we talk a lot about it and then everybody knows it and it's just... Um, a big part of our way to be on the national team. So who do you look forward to when you're uh, joining the national team? Who are the players and uh, people you're looking forward to kind of catching up with? Yeah, I mean, uh, all of the players, because <laughs> it's, uh, you know, we are very spread all over the world uh, and uh, it's so nice to go to the national team and then see your friends. It's, it's really friends for me and uh, um, find out that uh, it's more than just handball. It's um, it's really uh, relations, and that's important for us. The same roommate every time, or is it different ones every time? Uh, it's different. Um, I have been uh, living with a lot of the girls, uh, so it's different. So it's a bit of a lottery every time. You, <laughs> yeah, you but you can you can uh, you you type in three persons, and ah, then the right. the the coaches will pick out and hopefully get the match. And who are you with this time? Uh, Michaela Müller. Ah, okay. Yeah. Nice roommate? Yeah, no very complaints. nice. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, talk to us a little bit about the, the backcourt performance at this championship. I remember we, after the preliminary round, I think Alex, you made the point, it felt like the, you needed to unlock yourselves a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, and then that really happened as soon as you arrived here in, in Ljubljana. The, the backcourt really started to fire. There was a lot of freedom. And then the focus has shifted a lot into scoring goals from long range, which is really, really important when you can do it. And, and is that something you feel has progressed throughout the championship? 
Yeah, I think so. I think also that uh, our fast breaks have done a lot of good in that uh, case because we come with a, another tempo and when we come with tempo, it's very hard to stop us. And uh, we have brought that to the uh, attack also. And, and I, think, um, I think the fast breaks is very important for us because that makes the flow go and then the attack can also uh, get more fluid. And, and I think um, a lot of good have come from the fast breaks. Uh, you love coming in in a second wave. Kind yes, of it's <laughs> my favorite. <laughs> you can see that in your eyes. You're like, oh. <laughs> I think uh, your media call section is about to end. So yes. quickly, on, uh, on the final, what can you, what can you tell us? What can I tell you? I, hopefully that we win. <laughs> That's the first. <laughs> um, I'm, we're looking forward to it. And it's going to be a, a tough game, but uh, I think we can do it. There you go. That's Brilliant. all we need. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And good luck. And, uh, yeah, recover well. Good luck tomorrow. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. Hop in here, Brian. You can warm the seat again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least you're getting a bit of a workout here. Uh, yeah, that's, that's uh, up and down. Brilliant. Uh, bonus, so, bonus guest for Meta Trambor there. Yeah, yeah. beautiful and, uh, stuff. And she was able to kind of give the award to Spain officially, I think. Yes. Uh, uh, and yeah, to the wonderful. celebration, because she did specify that it was the, not the action of doing it. It was the celebration so that made it. Paula Arcos. The, Paula Arcos. With, uh, uh, featuring Jennifer Gutierrez. Yes. And the supporting cast of the entire national team. Yes. Yeah. Lovely. Let's okay. do one more. Let's uh, try and squeeze one in. Well, we, we're going to squeeze them all in, but uh, we have Norway arriving on now, and they're probably the, alongside Denmark the most popular, so who knows when we'll get them. But I have to say, Andrew McSteen is doing oh. an amazing job yeah. running around <laughs> getting players for us. It's, it's brilliant. Really appreciate it. Uh, he's absolutely killing it so far. So, uh, that was the Adrian Shiposh Award for Excellency in Shithausen. Pause it there for a second. Just oh. Leon said here, it's nice to hear they foster such a healthy relationship in the national team. I think it's something that modern sports people... Uh, misses. Oh, uh -huh. it's all oh, about misses. the sorry, results. Sorry. Yes, so it's, yeah. it's all about more people focusing about the results. Yes, very nice. Oh, we're, we're getting, we're getting a whole, a whole oh my bunch. Okay. Andrew killing it as yes, well. Is, really uh, good work. So, so we can have yeah. one here, one here. That's on. Uh, that's Alex. for you. They should yeah. be on. Yes. <laughs> and we are live. And we said to everyone, no cursing here. No yeah, swearing. It's, it's a morning show, so uh, it's, uh, <laughs> keep it PG. <laughs> uh, first of all, congratulations on the win yesterday. Uh, not a lot of time since the victory to, to come here and talk to the press. But uh, how have the last few hours been? Have you been sleeping? Uh, are you excited as well? Yeah, I'm really excited. Uh, I, I didn't sleep that uh, well, but I think it's because I'm so excited and I was so happy for the win. Yeah. yeah, it's really fun to be here and, and uh, the last day has been a lot of nerves. So it was good to get the win yesterday and uh, be in the finals tomorrow. So that's, uh, that's nice. We were talking that that loss to Denmark, it seemed like a lot of the players were very angry. Uh, in the squad. Can you confirm that? That there was a bit of anger going into that <laughs> game yesterday? You mean after the game? After, after the Denmark loss and then going into the yesterday's game. Yeah, okay, in yeah. yesterday's game. I think everybody just wanted to win yesterday. Mm. Of course, it's the yeah, same finals. Yeah. France is a really good team and they have uh, good players uh, in all positions. So everybody had to be 100% if we should have any chance to win yesterday. So. Mm. But, but extra spice for you? Uh, no one likes to lose, uh, of course. So um, I felt like uh, we just wanted to Give, uh, our, give our best and win the match. <laughs> Talk to us about the game from your perspectives because uh, I think no matter what you expected beforehand, the 
victory like that was on nobody's cards. Like in the end, it was really, really comfortable in a way, yeah. really hard fought, but uh, such a breakaway in that second half. It must have given you so much joy as a team to know that you've been able to progress and to, to find to figure out a team like France so well. Yeah, uh, of course. Uh, I felt that we had good uh, preparations for the game, and we did uh, what we were talking about. So, uh, so it's a good game, and we we get to stop their uh, fast attack uh, pretty good at uh, in uh, in important times of the game. So, uh, so I'm really happy with that. <laughs> and uh, for you, especially, it's been kind of let's say a bigger role in the team in this tournament. How? Um, tell us about how you were going into the tournament, and as it progressed, how you grew into your role. Uh, when I came in, I, I prepared for taking every chance I could get, but uh, I didn't. I didn't think I would get that much. Uh, play that much, but I'm really happy that I got it, of course. Uh, and I feel like uh, defense is where I play the most, and I think it's really fun. And uh, yesterday we really had a really good defense, so it was uh, that. That was what we we focused on after the Denmark match. So. It's really, I'm really happy that we got to play well. Yeah, and you say taking every chance, and I think one moment stood out to us. Okay. We were watching it, and then you kind of had one attack or a couple of attacks <laughs> in the game, and then it was boom, spin, move, goal. It was like out of nowhere. It's like, wow. <laughs> yeah, uh, when I talk to, uh, with everyone on the team, they are like, uh, every time a chance I get, I'm, I just got to go 100%, and that's what I did. So, um, yeah, it's like you said, I take every chance I get. <laughs> Yeah, how do you? How does it feel coming into this team and into the culture of the team? It's something we've been talking a lot with the, with all four teams this morning. And uh, you know, Denmark, they feel like they've had in the last couple of years had a, a new culture develop. But for Norway, it feels like it's almost in in the DNA yeah. of handball players. You come into this team, and certain things are expected of you. You're automatically like brought into this new way of life. Uh, is has it been very different, or is it kind of what you expected hearing and, and growing up watching the team? Uh, it's uh, both actually. It's uh, kind of what we expected. We know uh, we knew that it would be uh, tough and that we had to be focused like all the time. But it has also been maybe for me especially a bit uh, easier than I expected because uh, all of the players and all of the people around the team has been so nice to us. So they have just uh, yeah made sure that we that we felt welcome and that we yeah that what we do in club is good enough so so uh, for me it has been uh, it's been going much better than i expected actually did nice. you think they wouldn't yeah. be nice no no no, 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 no. <laughs> of course i knew that they were nice but they have been so welcoming and yeah. explaining everything and just yeah made sure that we knew what to do at all times so they have been uh, just really welcoming to yeah, us yeah i mean with yeah. the status and all the things they've won over the years yeah you expect it could be a lot more arrogant and stuff like that but then you're pleasantly surprised yeah, yeah. i don't know if uh, i would say arrogant but uh, i know that we come into a group with a winning mentality all yeah. over the line so it's it's of course uh, yeah you know, don't know any players before you came I wasn't calling them arrogant. Yeah. I said you couldn't think they were arrogant. We love here. It looks like Ethoria has been replaced, and you got a new coach yeah. uh, swapping players in and out. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us, thank and you. good luck tomorrow. Thank, thank you very you. much. Thank you. And substituting in straight away. <laughs> <laughs> this is a uh, fast-paced, fast-paced handball interviewing uh, yeah, going know, on right now. Brilliant! Thank Welcome. you so much for joining us, uh, Sonova. We spoke really briefly yesterday after the game. Uh, a few more hours to reflect on on what happened. Uh, any thoughts developed in your mind about how the game went yesterday? Oh, it's just the same. It was 
just good fun. <laughs> good fun. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> is that how you feel as well? Just good, good fun. What? In a game like that, was it just good fun? Yes, it was really fun. Uh, we uh, win against France, so um, everything's fine. In the in the end, <laughs> I mean, it sounds so straightforward in the end, but uh, clearly it, it wasn't really really tough game coming into it. Um, maybe you can talk to us a little bit about the the second half from your perspectives as well. It seemed to open up a lot more for Norway in the attack, and uh, but the defense was just so incredible. I think it was uh, in defense we won the game. Uh, everyone was really good in the, the um, defense and the duels, and <laughs> I think uh, yeah, I think France uh, lost their faith in winning. So then it was just uh, fun. <laughs> <laughs> that is yeah. a great way to look at it. You crush the other team and enjoy it. I love that. That's a great idea. Yeah, because we were talking to some of the French players earlier and they said they did lose their heads a little bit in the second half and you could almost see that during the second half. What, did, what were you saying in half time that you needed to improve on? Because that's interesting because you probably expected a very similar second half to the first half, but that didn't transpire. Yeah, we talked about that we had, uh, I think, 10 technical faults in this first half. So uh, we were like, oh no. We're too good handball players to do 10 technical falls. Um, and uh, if we did remove them, those from the second half, it would be much better. Uh, and uh, yeah, and we had uh, so good energy in the team also. It was the, the energy was, was fantastic. And uh, I mean, the, you said there about the technical falls and feels like in the last year or two with Norway, that is an area in the attack that you've cut out almost completely. It was almost run and gun for Norway in the backcourt in, in recent years. But it meant that with all the fast play that there was a lot of, uh, a lot of technical falls with that. But of course, there were a few in the first half. But overall, it's been a very smooth championship in that area. Yeah, and I think it's important because uh, if you do a lot of technical faults, it's uh, easy goals for the other team. If you lose it in their defense, it's easy to give them a fast break. And uh, yeah, so it's uh, something we work on a lot. Yes. A programmer asks here in the comments, uh, seven debutants and yet another final. Norway is incredible. Norway is incredible, isn't it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, talk, talk to us about like the yeah seven seven new players in the championship. Like we were talking to the girls there before about the the integration into the team, that like the Norway way almost, the what you're expected to do when you come into the team, the levels you're expected to train at and dedicate yourselves to. How has it been from your side? Also, uh, you know, the, there's a, almost a half new team here for Norway, but it still feels like the the same team as always. Yeah, I think it's uh, incredible that it's seven new players and uh, I think the more um, the old players who have been in this for so many years are very good to to um, welcome us and make us safe and uh, we have um, good energy and everyone has something to bring into the team. So I think that's important to believe that you're here for a reason and you can just do as you always do. That's more than enough. Yeah. And do you, do you get nervous coming into the squad? You know, the first time you came into the squad and you're kind of with players like Nero Merck, who probably you watched for many years. Uh, and do, you, is that, do you feel a bit of nerves coming into a squad like that? Yes, for me, I was uh, really nervous the first uh, 
the first training and uh, yes, everything is new. It's the, some of the best players in the world and uh, you ha look up to them and uh, yes, of course. Uh, but uh, with time it gets better and uh, you can let your shoulders down and just uh, enjoy. Nice. But well, uh, nerves can't really be applied to you. You've already won the Champions League twice, right? <laughs> but it is it slightly different coming into the national team? Yes, it is. Uh, it's, uh, it's a completely different thing because everything is so... Yeah. And now we got more substitutions. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you're being kicked out. Welcome. Amelia, Stina, welcome. Thank you. Thank We're really you. being so many Norwegian treats here. It's amazing. <laughs> I, mean, we, we, uh, I don't know where to start now. Mm -hmm. Everyone's saying they haven't slept last night. Did you guys sleep or are you you're pros at this stage? This is nothing to you, the final. Yeah, we struggle a little bit with the sleep after a game like that. Yeah. But um, yes, we had some hours. Yeah, it was a little bit late, but I slept perfect. Slept perfect, I like that attitude. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, okay, talk to us about the game yesterday. Uh, you've you faced, I mean, France was nothing new in that regard. It's the, almost the game you expect to see in the final based on recent championships. Uh, the scoreline I think nobody expected in the end. Uh, was there a certain point in that second half where you could actually start to enjoy it? Yes, uh, most of the second half, uh, actually, and because of the good defense and uh, Silly and the goal and with Stina, the perfect captain, <laughs> it was the perfect second half. Can, can you elaborate on that, Stina, the perfect captain? Uh, because that's what it felt like the first five minutes. It was just a captain's performance. Uh, you know, how, how does she drive you um, as a captain? Yeah, with, uh, with her actions of course, but also with uh, just who she is. Mm -hmm. She's phenomenal. I think it really set the tone at the start of that game. And it seemed like uh, you were a completely different team in comparison to the, what we saw against Denmark a few days ago. Of course, there's an aspect of, you know, a little bit of a revenge tour for this weekend. But is there also something within the team where it's like, okay, now we're in the final weekend. Now we need to produce something different or now we need to hit a new level? Yeah, but it's also like we hate to lose. We don't, we really don't like to lose. And also after the game against Denmark, we were really disappointed. And especially how we played in defense, we wanted to be a different version of ourselves. And I think how we play against France, it's amazing. We keep them on 20. We play very good defense throughout the whole game. And, uh, and also it sets the tone the way like Stine goes out there from the beginning. She is re really determined what she wants to do and how she wants to play. And also, yeah, for all of the players, it's like it's different teams, but also like Stina, she played in France. For her, this game is important. Now, tomorrow, a lot of players play in Denmark. It's like you have motivation for these games. Also, of course, the medals, but also like a little bit in between the teams. Yeah. And is, is it kind of the perfect, well, you're a great example of with Denmark now in the, in the final, and you've been playing there for, for a long time. Uh, is it... Is it the perfect thing that you're facing them now just a few days later? Or is there a little bit of <laughs> are, you, are you excited to face them again? You know, and not, not everyone gets that opportunity no. to lose in a tournament and then have an opportunity to get that revenge or that rematch. So you're excited going into it. Yeah. Yes, of course, we are very excited. And we don't have to wait until the next Golden League 
to uh, <laughs> <laughs> Everyone loves the Golden League. <laughs> <laughs> but you, yeah, you, yeah, yeah but it doesn't matter who stands against us in the final. If we want to win the championship, then we have to beat all of them. Mm-hmm. Can, can you tell us maybe some areas that uh, will have to change a little bit? Because if it, some small things, there was only margins that made the difference a few days ago from a Norwegian perspective, it seems. But what, uh, what do you feel has already been fixed from what, how you played yesterday and how you'll take forward to tomorrow? I think from the game against Denmark to the game against France, definitely the defence. Uh, if we want to play win handball games, uh, 31 goals it's uh, to receive, it's a little bit too much. And uh, we knew that it was going to be tough, but I think that uh, only on these few days we did a lot with the defense. And I think that will be also the key tomorrow. Okay. I'm a bit worried for this Danish team, because how you're all talking today about how, how, how bad that loss was to Denmark, I'm a little bit worried for them, because uh, you, you really don't like to lose. And uh, after the game, after the, when Denmark lost, the boys were in the mix zone there, and they, were talk, uh, they saw Henny Rice and how angry she was as well. And I, I was scared. Who, I was I actually think was terrified. terrified. I, could, I saw her face, and <laughs> we did not want to speak to her at that moment. <laughs> that. But that sums up the mentality, doesn't it, in this team? Because you're so used to winning, and when it doesn't go your way, you want to really then fix that mistake and you can fix it tomorrow. Yes, of course, we are very competitive and also in general we hate to lose. Mm. And I think also this is what drives us all the time to become better and also that's why we we are in the final. We uh, we are, yes, I think in this way we are a very good team and also, yeah, I think they will feel it tomorrow. Who's the most competitive in the squad? Oh. Who's, who's the most competitive in the squad? On the court, maybe Nura. <laughs> <laughs> and is it, does that translate over to like you're playing cards in the evening or you're playing like some games? And does, are there some people who just cannot turn it off at all? Uh, not necessary because I don't feel like Nura is so competitive with the games outside, mm. but on the court for yeah. sure. But also you have uh, <laughs> the one who's not with us now because of her pregnancy, Camila. Yeah. Adam, uh, she's very competitive on the court, but also outside. I okay. think she needs to <laughs> win every time. sometimes when we play <laughs> <in> the games. <laughs> I, I, I can only imagine because we spoke to her before the championship and she was... We're here with uh, with Via Play. Yeah. Just how difficult it would have been for her to be so close to the court, but have no impact on it as well. Mm-hmm. But uh, just before we let you go, uh, there's been a lot of comments here, a lot of love, also some uh, Bucharest fans <laughs> for you. But uh, a lot of appreciation for the fact that seven players have come into this squad with their championship debut and how well they've been integrated to the team and you're two very experienced players in this squad and maybe you can give us a bit of an insight into you know, when you have players coming in like this, more players than usual usually it's two or three uh, how you see your roles to help them integrate into the squad I think if you are good enough then you are old enough and um, I think the players that come in they take their uh, tasks very good and yeah you cannot say that they're new in it no but do you do you feel like you need to not necessarily treat them in a different way but also make an extra effort to to integrate them i think also it's about making them feel safe Uh, even though this is a new arena for them a lot of them also played champions league before they are they are not new to the level even though the stage is different but also that to make them feel safe also make them believe in their their self even though they play now with also a lot of good players maybe they're used to being number one in their teams but you come here and then you are part of a team with very good players and also 
that they just need to believe in their uh, in themselves and also it's just a handball game and even though you get nervous it's just like think of it as a handball game and try to enjoy and i think that the, the players are good with each other on this helping each other and try not to make it so dangerous in one way yeah, yeah. christopher asked a nice question there in the comments if it does go to penalties tomorrow would you rather normark takes the first or last penalty oh it's also important to score a goal on the first one to make it the last one mm. um but um yeah i don't know we also have good uh, other good players from the um, seven meters but um yeah i think the first one is also very important to score set the tone yes yeah what do you think first or last i don't know <laughs> Hopefully, hopefully it doesn't hopefully go to penalties. Yeah, yeah, no penalties. <laughs> if uh, if you're say, you know, this is a long way away. The penalty penalty shootout that would be. I'm not sure anyone could deal with that. Uh, if if you're asked to take one, would you? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I think we're getting we're getting the call from the bench here saying that uh, we have to let you go. But Amelia, Stina, thank you so much. Uh, you. Enjoy a bit of recovery today and good luck tomorrow. Thank, thank you so you. much. Thank you. Right, Brian, hop in here again. No, 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 hop out. We've got. We've no time go. to breathe here. <laughs> You're very welcome. Hop in. No, no you're no. all alone. You're all alone. Right. And you can grab the mic here. Okay, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, well, I think Alex has to take this away. <laughs> Alex has been shocked in this championship. Tell us why. So I just want to get your perspective on it, I suppose. I was looking up some stats a while ago, and I realized that you've averaged over 40% for the last four tournaments. And then uh, this one as well. But then, in some games, you end up on the bench. Please tell me what that feeling is. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, it's, uh, I think it's really important to have uh, two good uh, goalkeepers in one team because it's really hard to be alone in one championship because it's a lot of games. Uh, so I'm really used to being on the bench as well and uh, I'm really happy when we are two who can share it and do a really good uh, job for the team. Uh, so uh, it's really fine. It's very politically correct. That's <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, Alex has just been uh, shocked, but that is the, the joy of having two amazing goalkeepers like you have and, and Norway always seem to have as well. I, uh, we've spoken to... Norwegian goalkeepers, past and present, and and there's always been this talk about the the goalkeeper team. It's almost like this little community within, also with your goalkeeper coach and the, whoever's in there. Maybe you can give us your perspective on that. I think it's really important to have a good team. Uh, it makes us stronger. Uh, we have uh, Mats as a, uh, as our coach, and uh, he's really good at this uh, coaching part to learn us uh, how uh, to make the position and correct small details even during the game. We look at the uh, opponents before the games and prepare well and also during the game he corrects small details and I think this uh, this makes us a good goalkeeper team because we learn from each other and we want the best for each other and that's really important. And what, what is your perspective on this goalkeeper team? I mean training 
with these players every single day, uh, I guess can also be a pain in the ass. Uh, having to <laughs> not easy. Not easy to deal with, but also an, an amazing thing to know coming into games that, that you have them there and they have your back. Yeah, it's, um, it's very good to have them there. And uh, we know when they both can go in and uh, do a really good job. So uh, I think it's good to have them both. And how is your, what's your perspective of the championship been? Uh, we've been talking a lot about the, the integration of the, the, the squad, a lot of changes to the, the Norway team this time around, but how smooth it has been. Uh, maybe both of you, because you have different perspectives on this, but first of all, how has it been for you? Uh, it's been a good journey. It's been exciting and fun, and um, it's been easier than I expect. Okay, well, what, what was easier than you expected? Because the girls are very nice, and it's uh, easy to come into the group. For you, do you uh, do you help with that? Yeah, it's nice to hear that. Uh, we <laughs> want everyone to uh, that comes new into our into our team to feel welcome and safe, so that they can. Uh, prepare and perform uh, the best way possible uh, and I think it's a really nice uh, way to build the Norwegian team for the future as well to have a good mix with experienced players and uh, young players uh, who come in inside our team and they are really hungry and they they can see our winner mentality and the culture in the team uh, and this way they can develop and get more hungry to uh, for the future to uh, wanting more training more and yeah I yeah. think it's a good mix. It's funny because we were talking to some of the other younger players who came into the team and they were saying it was also nicer than expected, the same as you said. So maybe on the outside it seems like you're a terrifying team to come into because you're these <laughs> mentality monsters. But in reality you're all just really nice. I think you're really nice, yes. <laughs> and, and also on the, the, on the Danish side, so it's both finalists and I think I've heard the word safe now used four times, which yeah. is really, uh, which is quite incredible and something that you don't necessarily think of when you're thinking about these teams playing at the very top level, that there is so much that goes in behind the scenes and, and fostering this kind of nice environment for everyone to feel, feel safe and then to be able to perform at their best. Yeah, I think uh, our team has always, I think our head coach is really good with this building uh, the good spirit in the team and we have values to follow in our team. And I think this is really important uh, you can play good handball, but if you don't have these val good values in the bottom, it's hard to do a good championship year after year. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I think this is uh, one of the most important success in our team, that this makes us safe together. Yeah. And if you're not safe together, then how can you perform well? Because it's a long championship as well, right? Every yes. every one of these championships is a long time with the preparation, mm. and then eight games, and also you know when you have setbacks like the one against Denmark a few days ago, uh, you're not used to that these kind of defeats, or against Denmark not at all. Mm. Um, and uh, is that what kind of helps you to get over it so quickly and and to move on? Yes, we trust each other. Uh, we know what we can do, and we know that uh, we don't lose two times in a row. And we trust in ourselves in this uh, point. So uh, 
uh, when you build up this uh, strong uh, community together, uh, you believe in each other as well, then uh, I think this makes us strong. Mm -hmm. You also feel the same? Like when you, when you hear that, we don't lose two times in a row? That must feel pretty, pretty nice. Also maybe a little bit scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, it feels very safe when we are talking about uh, the next game and the next game. So I understand what she's saying. Yeah. <laughs> it, I don't want to simplify it now, but goalkeepers win finals. So are you going to win the final for them on Sunday? <laughs> but no, seriously, there, it, there's sometimes added pressure to be a goalkeeper at tournaments like this. Do you like that? Yes, I do, actually. Uh, this is the fun part of playing championship and big games because we like playing these big games and of course then the pressure comes along. But I think still the biggest pressure comes from myself. Yeah. So somehow I need to handle myself and what, what, so I can when, do that. So when you say you put pressure on yourself, what do you mean? No, but... Uh, Just to perform, you mean? Yeah, yeah, I hate uh, being uh, bad. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the, the most important is to focus on the job you have to do, not the consequences of the game. What will happen if you lose? So if you can do that... <laughs> yeah. yeah, so thank you so much, so much for, for your time. You. And uh, recover well. Good luck tomorrow. Thank you Good so luck. much. Now we're going to bring Steen off it all in. All right. Good luck. For the final. Thank you. And it's good luck. It wasn't that bad, was it? <laughs> oh my God. Good luck. Jesus. Okay, okay very. We want to get nervous. Yeah. Huh? Well, about one minute. Oh, yeah, yeah. very quick. Okay, we'll go first 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 uh, First of all, what the hell was going through your mind at the start of that game? You were at, like, I don't know, gear eight, nine, ten. It was an incredible start. Yeah, thank you. Uh, pretty much just really wanted to get to that final. That was basically <laughs> it. Uh, of course, after a loss in the previous match, then it's it creates something special. Uh, you go through a lot of emotions, and at the same time, you try to get ready for a semifinal. So it was just like really trying to put it all out there. Mm -hmm. And do you feel extra pressure as a captain to step up and kind of bounce back for this Norwegian team? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, sometimes I actually think that's that is a, a bit the hard part of it. But over the years, I'm yeah, I'm trying to get used to it as well, and uh, and really trying to be there. Uh, like I said, especially after a loss, it's it's a lot harder to kind of like show show confidence, show that we're still going in the right direction. These things. So so I'm working a lot with myself on it, and yeah. but luckily also with this team, it's. It's easy also to be, yeah, to kind of be, have that role. The girls were saying, uh, they also described you as a perfect captain and we asked why and they said through the actions. And so a great example of that is post the loss against Denmark, do you feel like, okay, I need to keep my head up here or I need to say the right things, I can't get too down despite this being kind of a, a unique loss? Yeah, I feel that a lot. And I think I, the most difficult part is actually this like, um, dividing with your own feelings as an individual player and then standing in it as a captain. So I'm trying a lot on it and it's really good to hear that that it's that they think it's <laughs> working because it, yeah. that yeah, yeah, you never really know that but yeah, uh, I'm at least uh, trying. <laughs> if you were at 100% frustration after the Denmark loss and after having played the French, the French game uh, yesterday and won and made it to the final 
Has the frustration dropped? Are you going to carry all that frustration that you had from the Denmark class into the, tomorrow's final? Or where, where is the motivation at, at the moment? The, the biggest motivation is just the gold, gold medal, yeah. pretty much. I think that after a loss, sometimes you actually need a little uh, kind of a punch in your face. It can mm. be very powerful, I think. We got that. We also, like came back in a great way against France. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of confidence, but we also have the feeling that we know that if we're not ready, mm-hmm. it will also be really difficult. And I think that that can at least be quite powerful. Well, that's all the time we have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank, Thank you very much. so much, Tina. Good luck tomorrow. Good luck. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. <laughs> Here you go. Uh, oh my god wow. Wow. wow there you go uh, was that nine nine Norwegian players <laughs> this is, wow uh, that was incredible well, well Kermit, Kermit the Frog uh, absolutely loved it he said uh, very good insight and he's he's pumped for the matches tomorrow well, so. but my, my favourite part of the interviews with all of these Norwegian players all at once was they didn't really know so as in you know Stina just saying there oh I didn't know my teammates were saying that I'm yeah. a good captain these or, are not the messages they're not like team messages this exactly. is just personal and then, experience and then Sano's in there and being like oh I'm so happy that the new players are saying that they feel welcome because and it's just something that came about yeah, from speaking to half the team but it's kind yeah. of maybe some conversations that you don't have or you know the questions that you don't really ask throughout the tournament you're so focused yeah. and having this outside view for us uh, asking these questions was just interesting to see their reactions to it yeah and uh, wow really nice uh, <laughs> I didn't expect so much to come from this but uh, oh. and we've barely had time to go through the awards which is great oh god I can't <laughs> nice <laughs> right. so six we? weeks ago we started the awards <laughs> <laughs> do we start again no. okay let's, let's recap really quick on the awards we've gotten so far so the Swiss Army Knife the winner of that was Xenia Smits yes Senia from Smits. Germany for her overall brilliance in, in different areas but not being particularly notable for one area the Butter Knife is quite the opposite oh the, the lights, lights go down, going down over someone's us. trying to kick us off the court here <laughs> nah. uh, Butter Knife we, the winner for that was Christina uh, Jorgensen yes for being incredibly good at one particular area so and also being a good player but also a good player overall. That, that's especially, a given especially this is, good this is the European championship skill. that's a given the Adrian Chiposh uh, award for excellence in shithousery goes to the Spanish national team and particularly, uh, particular, Paula Arcos. Paula Arcos and a supporting role by Jennifer Gutierrez in that uh, we're on to the random rocket I think we might all agree in this one I think let's see yeah th- this is an easy one random rocket random is, rocket uh, someone, who's got, someone who's got a big shot but uh, doesn't always use it properly and then just boom out of nowhere comes up with an amazing we'll, shot will often produce one of the goals of the tournament yep. as well with one of these random rockets as well so I think I bring that into it as well <laughs> the, as the, the music, music is like, chimes in this is like the Oscars we're getting <laughs> Someone turn the music off. Tomato. <laughs> Onto the random rocket. It's at a nice tone now. No music, please. <laughs> Unbelievable. But we all agree here, thankfully, that it is Bianca Bazalio. But yeah, Romania. that goal for Romania in the last second against Spain. Yes. You know, as cosmic I said, that, that cosmic karma coming in and uh, the handball gods wishing Bazalio. Godspeed with that. Well, very uh, religious there for some I reason. I, <laughs> I, have to, I just have to add here the, to give, give perfect context to this because I was looking for an alternative to Bianca Basalio and I was looking for the at the shooting list at the 
top scorers, but looking for players who were in that list, but on 40%, around the 40% scoring mark. And Bianca Basali is actually the best in that area as well. 11 <laughs> goals from 26 shots, 42%. There you go. So yeah. a real random rocket. My, there is, I did have an alternative nomination that I didn't put in. Obviously, Basali wins, but a different definition of a random rocket was um, uh, Cersei and Ugala. Ah, he yeah. was quite literally just random. She yeah. can be incredible and she can be terrible, all in the space of two minutes. Uh, I think it was more. She's more random than Rocket. Yeah, she's more random than Rocket, Bianca's but a lot more Rocket than random. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Breakout player of the championship. Let's uh, move on to that. Can we, Clements? Yes. Here we go. Ooh. Oh, three different oh, nice. ones. Oh, there are nice some nice uh, here. Uh, we we'll start at the top. Brian Campion? Yes, I went for uh, Mia Emmenegger from uh, Switzerland, who is 17 years of age. That's and insane. 17 goals. And before the tournament, some people were saying, watch this name. And I think she really delivered. And she's going to be an absolutely incredible, incredible player. Played played two hours and 55 minutes of a possible three hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so really being, uh, given all the experience she could possibly get uh, in the preliminary round. I went for Emma Fries. And uh, for me, a real breakout on the on the left wing. I think we heard from the Danes as well. They very much agree that she has she has come through in that sense. Thirty five goals, very impressive. The semi final performance over Montenegro and the win over Montenegro, incredibly impressive. Seven goals for her. She hasn't been the she hasn't been the most efficient. I mean, it's thirty five goals, sixty nine percent, which I think is acceptable. It's not out of this world. But for a player who's had so much emphasis on her and we heard Meta Tramborg talk about the counterattacks as well. So much emphasis on that area of the court. She is really uh, shone for this Denmark team, which had a breakthrough. Yeah. Uh, I picked Jenny Carlsen, um, a player we spoke to be at the very start of the tournament. And I think her story is amazing. Uh, playing with uh, a stoma, athlete with a stoma, you have to follow her. Uh, but also she did come out of nowhere for me. And we talked to Michaela Messing before the tournament. And she said, other players need to step up. And this time that player was Jenny Carlsen. And especially in that game against Norway, they really needed her and she really stepped up. She got nine goals, six assists. And she's been a revelation through the tournament for me. And I think the best player out of those three, if you're talking about, if I was going to pick a player to add to my team, I would pick Jenny Carlsen. Okay. Um, I think I'll probably go with Chris on this one. I think Emma Fries has been... Incredible. So that I, I'll. You're, you're I'll the tiebreaker. I'll, I'll, I'll happily go with She's, uh, uh, she's with probably going to go in the All Star team. I think uh, we'd all put her on the left wing. Yeah, yeah, she would definitely now, be right? in the All Star team. Hermes Hawker here makes another mention of another player who uh, is a big, big name. Mikkel Hansen only. Um, so Mikkel Hansen, great player, you know, but uh, <laughs> didn't feature in this tournament. Yes, no. I know. Yeah, <laughs> he but, does uh, have long hair, but uh, not identifying <laughs> as a female player. Super sub is the final category. Looks like we have a violinist getting ready to come on uh, to play us out of the show. What a joy this is being in the center of the court oh. super sub and uh, Brian I went going? for uh, Ivona not actually as a substitute but more as a broader substitute for Montenegro coming in and replacing um, Maida Mamedovic and I think ah, there was a lot of pressure there for her to come in and sub in that respect that yes. position and she did really perform very well so yeah stretching the rules but re redefining yeah. that mm. seems to be the theme of, of today <laughs> where we can't come up with a, another another one I've gone for Silly Solberg 
who we just spoke to, and Alex uh, but I think you, uh, shared. I mean, it is a team, yes. And, and interestingly enough, she has faced pretty much the same amount of shots as Katrina Lunda with 130 to Lunda's 127. Again, 41%. Uh, it is it is a sub in the way of the I think the Norwegian mentality or the, like as a society, Katrina Lunda is in their eyes the number one keeper. Yeah, still, mm-hmm. and in that sense, Silja Soberg is still the sub goalkeeper. Yet she is she's super yeah. simple. That's that. Uh, for me, it was basically a super sub performance. Mm. So maybe stretching the rule, but T Rex there came in and almost got Sweden to the semi-final. Mm-hmm. That, that's basically yeah. it. Yes. Yeah. If, you know, really it came down to Hungary splitting party, but it would have been literally that second half performance where she took 13 shots and scored ten, uh, nine goals that could have brought Sweden to the semi-final. And that is the definition of an just absolute super sub. I think I agree with you, Alex. I think that performance was... Wait, it was almost, it almost got them to the It was, but she's yeah. so much time left. She's so much time left. And I think that yeah. just gives her player like that such confidence. And we can look forward to seeing her again. But it's just yeah. like such a sub-performance. It was. She didn't, it she was didn't even play of, yeah. in the tournament until that yeah. moment, will basically. She ever, will she ever be a sub again? Um, yes. Well, yeah, she plays the same position as Yamina Roberts, so she'll be a sub for a little while. <laughs> okay. So I think she might retain this award for a few years. <laughs> for a while. Uh, I, I want it back... Yeah, that's the, but the question is, who's going to start in the final? I, I wanted to ask uh, yeah. Celia that, but I don't think that's... Uh, I, I just find it hard to imagine Solberg as a sub. That's, I mean, I know she comes off she the bench, is. but yeah. she's such an established player. It's not yeah. like, I know, it, it needs to be a substitute, ridiculous. you know? Yeah. And, and if anything, I, I actually see at this stage, Katrine Lunda as the sub, because she comes in, Solberg is the steady presence, mm-hmm. And Lunda is there when they really, really need her. Need an impact. Need an impact. Yeah. So that's kind of an impact substitution as opposed to Salberg, who may be seen as the number two player, but is actually the number one. Okay. Then I think uh, let's give it to Tira Axner. Axner. Yes. And with that, it wraps up our show. And uh, thank you, everyone, for tuning in for the last two hours and ten minutes. It's been another cracker. What was that? 16 players we had join us over the last Incredible. couple hours. Give that, we've given out six awards as well. Thank you to Andrew McSteen, who's been running around like MVP. an absolute madman. He's our MVP. Well, no, Clements is still the MVP. Yeah, uh, we give the Super Sub Award in super that sense. Super Sub goes to, to Andrew, Andrew McSteen. McSteen. The uh, Random Rocket. Random Rocket. Thank you very much. Thank you, Chris. Uh, uh, sorry, you, one last thing. Uh, after hearing all these chats, do you change your prediction from yesterday? Uh, what was my prediction from yesterday? Norway to win. N- uh, Norway going to win. Alex? Oh, Norway look confident, didn't they? Sound confident. We're all, we're all sticking. I, I st- went with Denmark yesterday. I'm staying with them. Okay. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll see you on Sunday for the pre match show live on Twitch. Goodbye. <laughs>